Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe in me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it afterwards. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic no. right now? Yeah. Bring your body armor. I ran into my jungle once on a ball valve in a kettle. That's a true happy ending. Now. Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. going for you here tonight. Never, and, and as always, things fall apart, right, at the, at the moment we're having a big night. We've got Russian River Brewing Company on the program with us tonight. Sure do, and their beers. And their beers. And in the meantime, yeah, we've got uh, 20 taps of their beer right here at the Hop Grenade. So uh, if you're local, <laughs> I'd turn this show off right now and just come down to, the, yeah. come down to the studio, come down Listen to the Hop to Grenade. It. Listen and, to it tomorrow. I've only gotten through a couple of them so far. I, I had to have the beatification. Um, it was good. I didn't want to miss out on it. One of my favorite sour beers on earth. I haven't had a beer uh, yet. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I got I got stuck in here, and then I forgot to. I didn't want to wade through the crowd, so right. I'm just here. Yeah, it's it's busy out <laughs> it's there. It's gonna we'll, get really busy. We'll take a break soon, and maybe you'll be able to get a beer. Maybe, probably not. Probably not. There's a line at that bar. Come on out and check it out. We've got uh, both Vinny and Natalie Chilerzo on the program with us tonight. It'll be. Nat- Natalie's first appearance on the oh, BN. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's wow. kind of exciting. exciting. Uh, she's never been on the show. They're going to talk about the new brewery and, uh, I don't know, a few of the 20 or so beers that we have on tap here. Oh, I know. Yeah, a few, yeah. So, Maybe half. Yeah. Uh, if you want to ask questions during their interview, I'd wait till then, but you can join the chat room. Just hit the chat button on our uh, brewingnetwork.com page. Um, don't put them in the live stream chat. There's a, there's a chat where you're watching the video, and um, that's not the best place to send your questions. It is not. 
out. Uh, just join the chat room. You can do it that way. Also, you'll be able to call us at 888-401-BEER, and you can ask questions yourself that way. So lots of ways to get at our guest today. And I'm excited. Um, we haven't had them on, I think, in a, in a couple years now. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, I don't know that Vinny's ever been to our new studio here, so that's been, oh. that means it's I don't been believe a, so. It means it's been at least three years. Whoa. Yeah. Um, it's just always fun to catch up with. And, of course, everybody will want to know about what's happening with the new brewery and what their yeah. goals are. Does it mean we're going to get more beer? You never really know with Vinny. I mean, sometimes he just plans. <laughs> somebody just does things to make his life easier and then actually just fulfill the beer he's already selling. Um, but we'll find out all of that lowdown yeah. um, when we get him in here. Um, all right. Well, I'll get right to it. we got a few things to cover, uh, you know, some announcements, which are brought to you today by Drake's Brewing Company. You can go to drinkdrakes.com and check it out. Um, they've got their first Friday starting up again. The next one is on Friday, April 6th. It's a benefit for Bike East Bay. First Fridays down at Drake's are a good time. Tasty's been before. Yeah, great tradition. Um, and you can go down there, and, and just it's a, it's a little beer fest on, on every first Friday that they do. Yep. And oftentimes they're fundraisers. This time it's for Bike East Bay. Go to drinkdrakes.com and check it out. You can get all the lowdown. And, and they're good people over there. They put on good events. And, of course, they make great beer. Um, all right. And then speaking of events, our Spring Brews Festival is mm-hmm. this Saturday, the ninth annual. I can't believe it's been nine years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seems like five or six. I know. <laughs> Time flies. Uh-huh. Well, we've been uh, here in the in the park at in Concord for seven, seven. which I can't can't even yeah, believe that. That's, yeah. That doesn't seem like it's been that long. Yeah. You can go to thebrewingnetwork.com right now and click on the Spring Brews Fest event and get your tickets. And here's the deal: I suggest that if you want to go, you buy your tickets this week because this event will sell out. Wow. Um, you know, I'm not certain it's going to sell out by Friday, but it's really looking for it. But it absolutely will sell by the day of if we don't. Don't sell out ahead. Sure. Uh, so if you don't want to wait in line for nothing, you you, you know we're going to send everybody to the same line, and you could wait in that line for a while and then get to the front and find out we don't have any tickets left. So I wouldn't do that if I were you. I'd go to thebrewingnetwork.com right now and get your tickets. We have more breweries than we've ever had before. We've got sixty-two breweries signed up. Great. We got Tasty's Tasting Room is back oh, yeah. with uh, yeah, a full bad. lineup of homebrew. Full lineup for sure, which is great. Yeah. Up to myself. The health department figured their shit out, so we can do that. Uh, White Labs is yeah. the sponsor of uh, this year's Tasty's Tasting Rooms. So you might get some swag out of them. We'll be hanging with them. Plus, you can taste their beer. They're going to be pouring. Um, and if you go uh, to, uh, I think it's on our BrewingNetwork.com event. It's at least on our Facebook page event. You can see the list of the full sure. 62 uh, breweries. I was just talking to uh, one of the guys from Founders today. Uh, you know, a lot of the breweries, you know, bring special beer out for us. And they're going to pour KBS this year from Founders. Oh. Oh. And we're the first event to have it. I think, <laughs> I think the beer is being released the day wow. before. Wow. But we're actually the first people. To, to pour it out on here. draft or on draft, on draft. Wow. yeah on draft wow. um, and that's pretty common for spring brews where people bring out their best yeah. stuff yeah you they know. get the idea the rare barrel comes out and pours some special stuff you name it yeah. yes JP I, what is what's a KBS <laughs> and why do I care about it it's something breakfast stout uh, yeah, I forget what uh, the K stands for yeah, yeah. 
Um, their annual uh, big deal release. Yeah, very popular beer. People line up for it, and you can be sure they'll be lining up for it at the festival, too. So, like, you know what it is. Yes. If you, okay. Yeah. All right. yeah, I just, yeah, did, yeah, I just yeah. didn't know. I'm no, out of the it's, it's acronym well loop. It's just I'm not that well-known to me in terms of I don't. Got it. But you were really excited about it either I'm way. I'm excited because everybody's going to be it, afford to beat it. Yeah. 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 You got to be in the in the beer loop again, JP, to know. know what this stuff is. I know, man. I like it that you can just say a beer name, and people go, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. You don't have to give the whole backstory. They have no idea what it is. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> no, people it. know. People know. That's okay. why I'm mentioning it. All right. Uh, let's, let's drink it all right now. So come on out. Get your tickets to BrewingNetwork.com. Like I said, get them this week. I don't want to hear from any of you on the day of. You know, oh, oh, you, you sold out. Well, I've been telling you for two weeks it's going to sell out. It's true. So, um, I heard it all. Yeah. So go do it. Um, all right. Uh, you know, tons of ways to support the Brewing Network, not just that festival, which is a nonprofit event for the Toto Santos Business Arts Foundation, which puts on the free concerts in the park here in Concord and helps local youth music programs. Uh, but you can support us by going to our store and buying any of our merchandise, like so many of you do. We got Sour Hour shirts on sale there. Uh, another uh, new hop grenade design is in there. And that's a great way to, uh, you know, you can wear our our gear and support us at the same time you can also do your amazon shopping by clicking the amazon link uh that's all over our website you can do it if you're in the uk or the u.s and um yeah it's just a great easy way to support us you pay the same thing um and then of course you can subscribe and join the bn army uh for as little as two dollars a month you're entered into the more beer monthly donation giveaway which is where we give away a hundred bucks to spend at more beer to one lucky bn army member every month and the more you donate the more you're entered to win and it works i'm telling you I get notes all the time. Hey, I won. I won. Finally. Um, So uh, do that, too. Uh, This program is brought to you by uh, More Beer, of course. Uh, Also a sponsor of our Spring Brews Festival. And for years, the folks at More Beer have been leading the charge when it comes to cool and unique homebrewing equipment like the Robo Brew, the easiest way to brew all grain made from stainless steel. The Robo Brew allows you to make nine gallons of beer all in one vessel, from boil to mash to cooling. The Robo Brew is truly self-contained. Or you can up your fermentation game with the all-new Fermentosaurus Plastic Conical. It has a nine-gallon capacity. Uh, A stainless steel stand, a sturdy butterfly dump valve at the bottom, and the best part is it'll hold up to 35 PSI. Check it all out and more at morebeer.com and thank them for sponsoring this show as always. Do it. You can get info and things and stuff on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's a great way to tell us what you think. There's a lot in the feedback today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, well, we had two, well, three weeks because I forgot to do it the other week, and then last week we had no show. Right. And then so, you know, we backed got, up. We, we, yeah, we got backed up with feedback, which is good. Yeah. I enjoy that very much. Uh, me too. We like hearing from you. So that's where you send it. Feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were talking to everybody else or just me. Uh, we, uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Everybody. You're included in everybody. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I feel good now. All right, should we do our Twitter game? We have yeah, one, right? Of course we do. Great. Justin, it's a Monday. Twitter game is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. I think you go to wineandhop.com to check it out. Uh, they've been locally owned for uh, and operated for over 40 years, and they've got great, friendly customer service with 50 combined years to brewing experience. Uh, half of their staff there has brewed professionally. And the best part, Brewing Network les- listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 50 pounds. Just enter BN Shipping 
shopping in the notes field of the shopping cart, and your discount will be taken after checkout. Most of their items ship within 24 hours, and it's the only place to get Wisconsin Hop Exchange and Gorse Valley Hops grown right there in Wisconsin. So check it out. Uh, also, AHA and local homebrew members get a 10% discount. So go to wineandhop.com, please, and check them out. What is our Twitter game today? Well, Justin, you're, you're far too familiar with Hazy Beer. That's the new thing, yeah. which apparently has its, new, its own style. Yeah, the Brewers no. Association officially uh, classified the style. Yeah, which Ooh. I don't understand because it's not an IPA, but that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, now the new thing is not Hazy Beer, but Glitter Beer. Oh, I saw Putting that. glitter in your beer. So my Twitter game question is, what's next? Okay. How are we, basically, how are we going to really fuck up beer next? <laughs> We've done a pretty good job so far. Let's, yeah. see, well, let's see if we can go right over the edge with it. I, how could we top glitter beers? That was what <laughs> well, I'm thinking. Right? You know. Right. Uh, Glow-in-the-dark beer. Solid beer. You just eat it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you, you know, yeah. enema beer? Gelatin. Okay. Now we're talking. Butt chugging. <laughs> but we're back yeah, to. Pawning. We're going to pawn this IPA. It's been great. <laughs> All right. Send that to our Twitter account, and you might win something that Bevo sends. There you go. An item to wear. <laughs> yeah, great way to do it. All right, how about some feedback? Let's do it. Yes, I'm ready for it. <laughs> JP's real excited about the feedback. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, Let's go. Not at all. Well, before we do that, you know, JP, this will be, you know, oh. the only time I, I give him full pass. <laughs> if he wants to fall asleep on this program, oh, yeah. I have Hell no yeah. problem with that. JP, ladies and gentlemen, is a new dad. That's right. Yeah. Yes, thank really you very much. Nice. Thank he, you. He had, real a, new. Congratulations. He had a baby uh, on the 11th. A, a, on the 11th. March 11th, okay. 2018, at nine. Nine sixteen in the morning. Those are such stats. Yeah, us dads know about. You know, yeah, you'll know forever. Right. Uh, I remember I was a, a friend of mine was a new dad. Uh, I was living at at this house, and anyhow, I remember him answering the door with his kid, and some stranger was like, "Oh, oh my God, how how old's your baby? Like, um, you know, twelve months? Like they they made a get or like one year?" And he's like, "Oh no 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 no, she's she's thirteen months." <laughs> <laughs> I remember the person was like, and I'm in the background going, yeah, that's like basically a year. Right. I, but things that dad know, he he was like almost, no, no, not, not a year. No, no. I mean, how dare you ever uh, assume? You know, 13.2 months. Right. Well, until they're two, you pretty much acknowledge their month age. No, I understand that. But no, the I, difference I understand between it's 12 ridiculous. and 13 is, I mean. It's, exactly. It's a year. Uh, but it's a dad thing. It's a dad thing. And you're excited, I'm sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I am excited. Uh, it's tough. Okay. It's challenging sleep-wise because yeah. I don't sleep well, you know, normally. We talked about it a couple of shows ago where I'm like, I'm ready for it. But you're never really ready for it because... You're just, you're tired all the time. Right. And you take naps and you trade off and, you know, and then it's fine. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So far, so good, man. Everyone's uh, everyone's healthy and, uh, you know, sleeping whenever they can and shitting and, a lot. And you had a little girl? Had a little girl, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what's her name? Alice. Now, didn't you talk on the last, when we started discussing names. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Taryn was bringing up Disney-related names. You were yeah. like, listen, absolutely not. We can't do that because of us. 
us. That's true. That's Alice true. Alice is a pretty Disney-oriented name. It is, but according to Taryn, so it was on the list, and then it got Nick's. I, I killed it. I was like, oh, come on, that's retarded. Um, and then Taryn's like, I don't know, the more I think about it, the more I really like it. Okay. Um, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Because I wanted to name her after my Greek grandmother, call her Aristea. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be worse than that, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice name. Yeah, Euripides. Euripides <laughs> Petros. And it's going to be amazing. Um, and uh, she's like, no, I like Alice. I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. I don't I don't hate it. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> any name you're going to pick, if you say it over and over and over again, it sounds it sounds stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Say Justin 500 times in a row. You're yeah. like, oh, my God, I hate this name. Can I don't want to do, do it, it every morning. <laughs> it's just, and, that's yeah. your, your, as you get out of bed. Um, but so I asked her, where did it come from? She's like, I just, I really like the name. And I go, well, it's not from Alice in Wonderland. She's like, oh, <laughs> no, it's not, but I guess people will think that. I'm like, right. so she just kind of, it's not directly named, she's not named after Alice in Wonderland, right. but she just likes the name. Well, and a lot of times, we, it, a lot of times, <laughs> even if we like them because it's associated to that thing, we don't yeah. really know that. We right. just know that at some point in time, we've, we've liked this thing, whether sure. it be a name or something. Yeah. It probably, though, can be traced back somewhere, you know. <laughs> probably. But then you've, you've since forgotten that that's why you like it. Well, right. It was so, yeah. You were so young when you were indoctrinated. Like, if, if Alice in Wonderland was a terrible movie... I feel like she wouldn't like the name. Okay. Um, and then but it turns out it's her favorite. It turns it is her favorite movie. And then, <laughs> right, yeah. but then we're talking to her grandma, and she's like, "Oh, well, you know, your great your great grandmother's name was Alice. Okay, so it's a family name." And she's like, "Oh, so you know, there we go. It's a family name named after Taryn's great grandmother." There you go. Um, yeah, well, that's your out. <laughs> that's my out. Yeah, but uh, Alice Marie Petros. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, that's wonderful. She's a. Uh, she laser shit on me. Oh. My first encounter with like the dreaded... shot right out of her. Yeah, because oh. she's real gassy. Like newborns are gassy as oh, everything okay. kind of comes online. You know, <laughs> I I, I kind of like akin it to like if you have a a computer. It just takes two months to boot up, and you kind of see things coming online. Like I their see. eyes aren't all drifting and rolling back in their head all the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, as a result, you can be just your gassy little turd, right? You know, and uh, as she's drinking the the breast milk, and it kind of just shoots out into the diaper, and it's a collective thing. But okay. uh, I was changing her diaper, and I pull, I I I know enough now. Or even before, I, uh, to like you know, move her legs around a little bit. You kind of clear up the the gas. <laughs> oh, I see. Because whenever you do that, and then she she'll like get the face, the red face, and the scrunch face, oh, and then you'll you hear see it, it go coming. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, God. Now I know because it happened to Taryn. She peed, and like anyway. All right. Um, so I open the diaper, do the thing. She does. She shids. Uh, I open the diaper, and it's just on the couch. And I pick up her legs, and and I take a wipe, and I'm just you wiping. know wiping her butt cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I move her butt cheek a little bit, and just air goes. <laughs> and this little like, oh, I can't take it anymore. No, it's gonna be great. This uh, uh, like, cur- like yellow curry uh, paste comes out, and I'm like, oh god! And I stop it up with the wipe, and I'm like, okay, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna wait. You, go, you plugged her up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm gonna wait a little bit. So I wait a couple seconds, take it out slowly. Everything's fine. Cool. Uh, Grab another wipe. Wiping her butt, wiping underneath, wiping the, you know, the, and all the things you got to do. And then, um, apparently I got too close to the hole, to the butthole and I touched it with the wipe 
And as I released, it was like a string, like oh, a yellow string was connected from her butt I'm gonna to, throw up. to a pillow. Okay. And it just shot everywhere. It got right. on my shorts, okay. on the couch, that's, like a laser, enough. dude. Okay. I got a photo. Do you want to see? No. I took a photo Why? of it. No. Uh, because I thought it was hilarious. I can't see it. No. Um, right, so, we have to move on from this are you sure? particular topic. Because I can go on. No. <laughs> uh, but that's it. And I was like <laughs> laughing the whole time. And I'm screaming, Taryn! She's like, what? I need you. And it's like <laughs> warm. And then turning cold on my skin. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And the baby's just going like this. So, well, you know. congratulations. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the good news is I was laughing about it, I yeah. guess. I feel like it would be, you know, I would feel bad if I was like angry at the child. <laughs> so I feel like I'm, I'm in a good headspace to be a parent. Sure. Like an understanding, oh, yeah. which is definitely not my forte. Right. You're going to be, be that age is more about keeping them well. Keeping them well. If they're shitting, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly you, right. That's true. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hate to bring this up, uh-huh. except I don't. Right. Um, but Kate the Great remembered something the other day. Okay. Uh, and I think you can blame the woods for the reminder. Probably. probably. I don't know where this exactly happened. But, okay. Uh, she came running in. She was very excited about this memory. Okay. okay. And the memory was that at some point in time, yeah. you two shook on a bet. Oh, we did. You shook on a bet for $1,000 that you yeah. would never have a child. I think, no, I think that was within a time frame. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. I think that's what she's. I think that's what she's forgetting. Okay, it was within a certain period of time. Oh, because I've never counted anything out, like whatever. But I think it was like in a five-year time period. Hmm. So I'm hope to God, knock it's, on wood, <laughs> that we're well, well out of the five-year time. Yeah, period. Yeah, I don't know that she would feel comfortable holding you to the bed at this moment in time. You have a <laughs> new baby imagine? and all that. Yeah, she like shows up at your door. Hey, that'll be a thousand dollars. Yeah, it takes me to court. Uh, <laughs> She just was very excited to remember having won this bet uh, in her in her recollection of how it went. Yeah, well, you know, um, uh, let's not say that she's won it yet. Yeah. She's closer than before. Well, you guys will have to investigate. we got to pin the date down <laughs> okay. and curse on the woods, a pox on the woods for bringing that up. <laughs> right. Well, congratulations from all of us here at the BN. I'm happy everybody's healthy. Thank you. And, uh, you know, good luck in your new life. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and we'll catch you never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, like I said before, um, you know, I've said on the show, I, I mm. think you will actually be willing to work more than ever for the for the brewing hour. <laughs> and what, not that you won't love your child, but right. you're just going to need a break. So whereas before it might have been like, well, I got to leave, I got to do. This. Now you're going to be like, Justin, w- seriously, what is coming what up? Can I, do? What can I vacuum the clo- are, <laughs> vacuum <yeah>. the studio? <laughs> what events are happening? I got to get out of here. Probably, probably <laughs> right now. I just need a break from Taryn, right? Because she's home now. 24-7. Okay. And we're, for like two weeks, we've been together since the ninth or whatever, and it's it's That's a lot. Rough, yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> Especially with like the stress of a baby and not sleeping. It's yeah. it's a lot, man. So I was, I was happy to show up today. Great. Early. We're happy to have you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, early. I was here at three. Yeah. I just right. drove around the block. Let me get through some feedback, but I did want to take a minute to say congrats to you. Well, thanks. Family. I sure. appreciate that. Um, okay, feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com and, and ask John to take care of you like he uh, takes care of our trademark. He can also help you with your TTB filings and all that stuff. Beerlawcenter.com. Uh, all right. Hey, Ryan writes in, uh, this is a RIP, a rest in peace for, for Doc. That's right. <laughs> 
Well, those of you who listen regularly might remember that uh, uh, <laughs> I almost kicked Doc out of the studio last week. Basically, um, you know, said you got to stop talking. <laughs> I think Pretty is much. what happened because Doc's been on a little rampage, and you know, uh, been talking over guests more than usual. Let's just let's preface that with yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, well, so he says. Ryan writes in and says, "Dearest Justin, it's with a heavy heart that I write this letter of condolence to you and your merry band of misfits who appear to be one man down after the recent passing of a beloved." air quotes, on-air, air quotes, talent. The loss of a dear friend who had been with you through so many times of joy, a plethora of regrets, and that one <laughs> moment of true insight seven years ago on episode 73 must be hard for you to endure. I'm sure that, is with a, um, that it was a tough week as you contemplate the Sunday session airing live on Monday nights, but most likely downloaded as a podcast, because let's face it, who has the time to uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, anyway, uh, I want to know... Uh, how much the Brewing Network... I want you to know how much the Brewing Network community loves you and your remaining team, uh, plus the future Jippers. Yeah. I think is a shout-out to Alice. First oh, Alice yeah. shout-out. There we go, uh, baby. And we'll continue to stand by you as friends, colleagues, and all-around random humans who don't drink enough Pale 31. Uh, who would ever have imagined that Doc would win the death poll? I can almost <laughs> hear him now, enjoying the award 47 feet from that foam orb blob called a microphone. <laughs> Pausing long enough to repeat in his mind what you just said three minutes prior. This guy listens to the show. He's yeah. He these knows are, Doc. These are deep cuts right here. He says, tough break, buddy, but it had to be done. Love you all. You positive, positively influence every aspect of beer culture for me. Uh, thanks from Ryan. That's nice. Yeah. You know, Doc's not dead. No. He's on a little hiatus. Again. He needs a break. Yeah. He's, he, needs a, he needs a break. He, he uh, sent me a photo of him and uh, Parker at uh, a gay bar. His son. Yeah. And uh, he goes, it's Parker's first gay bar that I know of. And I told him that. <laughs> that they, I know of. I told him that they both look very much at home. <laughs> right. Interesting. Yeah. You know, the things that Doc uh, shares with his offspring <laughs> is interesting. Hey, man. Uh, well-rounded people. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, Doc will be back, you know, eventually. <laughs> but he needs a little break. That's all. Thank that's you true. for your condolences, Ryan. Uh, Josh writes in. Josh from Louisiana. Uh, what's up, drunken fools and Bevo? I had to write in after watching the replay of the Moxa Brewing episode, listening to Justin go on and on about the hop complexity of their beer hop collage, <laughs> only to have him ask how many hop varieties were in the beer. And I almost choked when Justin finds out it's basically just one hop, mosaic. After 13 years, some of us still can't work a microphone, and some of us can't taste beer. I almost choked laughing. Good laughs. Keep up the great work. Uh, that's true. After 13 years, I can still be really bad at tasting beer sometimes. Me too. Um, and several other things. <laughs> it's not much that I'm really good at, but I do those things as little as possible. Right. I'm really good at struggling to taste beer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for writing in. Uh, Evan says, hey, uh, the BN, I enjoy the show and all the insights into the different breweries. Um Love the August Shell Show and the St. Arnold Show, both uh, shows that you did, I believe, JP. Uh, he, probably. Uh, St. Arnold, I don't know, but August Shell, yeah, for sure. Did, yeah. We had actually just got back from a Houston brewery tour and got to meet Aaron, the head brewer. Uh, I think he must be talking about St. Arnold's uh, by yeah. happenstance. He just sat down with us and started talking beer. It was great to listen um, to a show with him a few weeks later. And he says, the most recent show I listened to was Sierra Nevada. It's great that they're still doing great things this many years into the craft beer scene. I'm in Austin and get to try really great beers all the time here. JP and Beardy, y'all have got me really looking for those German-style beers. 
Just had a great Hellas from Community in Dallas. I've had their beer. They make really good beer. And a delicious Kolsch from Hops and Grains in Austin. Nice. And he says either would be good on the show. I agree. Those would both be good uh, breweries on the show. We'll maybe work on that. Um, anyway, keep doing what you do, he says. And thanks. David writes in about the brand new show um, Heads and Tails yes. from JP and Beardy. <laughs> It's titled, Is It the Most Praised Show on the BN? We haven't heard any bad things about it yet. That's true. Uh, David says, I wanted to congratulate JP and Warren, whoever that is, for the Charbet <laughs> episode. Charbet? Charbet. 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 Every BN show has its highs and lows. I've been listening for a long time. But in my opinion, this is one of the best I've ever heard on the Brewing Network. Well wow. And keep it going. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, that dude, Marco, was, he was crazy. He's a 13th generation distiller. Mm. Oh wow! Like his parents have been distilling wow. since like the 1500s or some <laughs> garbage. Like, it's just it's That's insane, bizarre. man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just in people's blood, man. All right, I'm going to skip over the next one just because we're short on time, and then the final one has a lot of questions in it for you. So I thought I'd give you guys a chance to answer. It's okay. about making a real logger. Um, Clayton writes in. Uh, I've listened to pretty much every podcast you produce uh, on the BN. I'm a total snob about process because I think that I know a lot of crap um, about it from the Brewing Network. Yeah. So, but now he says I'm brewing a lager and I feel completely inept. Now, here's well, you the, should, Clayton. Here's the background. It's a German pills with a starting gravity of 1046. Mash temp was 147. 100% Wireman pills malt. And then a bunch of Tet and Holler Tower haps, hops. Uh, or haps. Local carbon-filtered water he cut with distilled water and added back some calcium chloride and a touch more calcium sulfate. Uh, four packs of WLP 830 German lager yeast. Wow. Yeah. That'll get it going, dude. Chilled the wort to 48 degrees and pitched at the same temp. Um from the pure pitch packs from White Labs, oxygenated and let it sit. Going well after 36 hours at 50 degrees for the first three days or so, and still going about the same tempo since. Um, though he does keep ramping up the temperatures. He's now at 64 after three days, I guess. Ugh. So questions. How long is primary fermentation for a lager? I'll just do them one at a time. <laughs> It's, when it's, it's, done, re- it's relative, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What I recommend doing, and every longer I do, I do this. I, I do a uh, forced fermentation. Mm-hmm. That is, you basically take some of the wort, in the, you pitch the, the yeast into your wort, and then uh, you take off a sample, put that on, back on the stir plate, and even heat it up. In, in fact, if you've got a little extra yeast you didn't pitch, put that in there as well to make sure that you that if you underpitched, it's just going to slow down your regular ferment. If on your, in your forced ferment, you'll have plenty of yeast. So you'll get to terminal on the stir plate with a little bit of heat, you'll get the terminal like in, in 24 to 48 hours. Hmm. So then you know your terminal gravity. So you can just go down and take a gravity check. And if you're like, you know, 1024, you know your terminal's 1008, you know, how close you're. Oh, that's a great way to get a little pre-measurement of what yeah, your yeah. terminal's you know, supposed to be. It's terminal gravity. It, it is. That's your number. Okay. Great advice. Um, <laughs> he wants to know if the tempo of bubbling, I assume he means the airlock or whatever, mm-hmm. is the same or slower than in ales. And he, Ooh, slower. And he, 
You think it's slower? Well, it probably it, depends it, when you, when you pitch eight packs of uh, or four packs of yeast. It right. might not be. Well, because it's. I mean, ideally, you should be should have been fermenting at fifty degrees, Clayton, for you know two three weeks. Come okay. on, let's get over your life for a second. But when you're raising at sixty four, I mean, things are kind of dying off, but they might be increasing, so it might be steady. I don't know. I've never I've never cheated with a logger, so I, I don't know. Uh, he says his is slower. Yeah. So well, he's and also probably. Way, he, I mean, he started at ten what forty whatever. 46. He, it's not going to be very long, so it's going to be it's going to be slowing down. I mean, he's Clayton. You brewed enough beer, you know when 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 fermentation's dying down, homie. You're good. You got this. Yeah, bumper rates. You know, it's a good way to measure it. <clears throat> I've seen people get confu- you know get crossed up when like if if like in an act really active ferment, especially if, if you have like a, a lot of back pressure on your blow off, like you're using like a blow off container, but you got a lot of liquid in it. Yeah, you actually build up a carbonation in the beer. So as your beer gets close to, to into fermentation, it's not fermenting; it's just releasing CO two that you built up. I never thought about that. Again, that's a good reason to have know what your terminal gravity is. Just take a measurement, put that drama in there. You know if, if you're there or not. Okay. And then he partially answered this, but the, he 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 does say hey, once I'm at High Krausen, uh, uh, how many days before I start ramping up temps? And he says I waited three days and then went one degree a day for another two days, then one degree per couple of hours. Until <laughs> until day six, that's Clayton, a lot of monitoring. Clayton overthinks a lot of things. Um, you just a degree a day if you're gonna if you're gonna ramp up because you don't want to stress the yeast out or anything else uh, uh, since the since the start of fermentation. Or do you like you said you wait for two weeks at fifty degrees and then a degree a day? Personally, I would wait until until you're almost at terminal, like three quarters of the way, and then you and then you raise up for your diacetyl rest. Got it. That's okay. how you. That's the the only way that I've ever tasted a lager that is worth a damn. So, okay. um, you okay. know, like that. Well, and that's his next question: Is a diacetyl rest after bubbling mostly stops, or still a fair amount of bubbling? Bubbling, by the way, really shouldn't be your measurement, should it? Correct. It's a, it's an observation. It means something. It means it's, it's being gassed off. Something's yeah. happening. There. It's an indicator, but sure. it's not. But yeah, like you said, I mean, it's 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 an indication of how much gas is in the headspace. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's doing anything okay could be um you know atmospheric adjustments that are either slowing or, or speeding it up I, you know i don't know but, but should some fermentation be happening when you do your diacetyl rest or you, or you don't you don't wait until it's done bit, right do you? there should be plenty of yeast in, in your in your ferment to take care of that yeah even when you're done yeah but you could but i certainly recommend doing it as you as you're still in ferment yeah okay. but you're within, I, you're within like you know you know, ten percent of terminal. Yeah, I'd go ahead and raise it up to a diastole. Treat it. I would. I would guess like a dry hop, right? There, because you want a dry yeah, hop when yeah. there's a little bit of activity. Yeah, if it was an LA dry hop at ten percent left, and if it was a lager, I'd uh, do the diastole rest at ten percent. Yeah. There you go. All right, and then after terminal uh, gravity for a couple of days. Days. Do I slowly crash it or just slam it down to lagering temps? Yeah. The general uh, consensus is to slowly. Do it. Otherwise, the yeast, the, all the, the yeast will drop out, mm. and then you won't have any yeast. And let, you'll, you'll be able to transfer into the lagering tank. Okay. Um, another theory is like, no, you're not going to crash all the yeast unless you find it or something to get it all out of there. I mean, also, how fast can you really crash it on homebrewing? Well, he's equipment, like, I mean, so. he's raising it a, a degree an hour, so he must be <laughs> sleeping down there with it or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. He left his phone number. <laughs> he preferred yeah. call. He said, "Call him right now. Let's uh, call him." Yeah. I would if we didn't have such a great guest to get to here in a minute. But he does say thank you for all your time and the decade of uh, at least a decade. He said it's actually been more of entertainment and knowledge. Uh, well, it hasn't been ten years. It's been eleven. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and that's from Clayton. He does say, P.S. Suck it, Alice. Whoa. And he says he had to be the first one wow. to, uh, to give our new BN family member a suck it. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, thanks to Beer Law Center for uh, bringing that feedback to us. All right. Before the break, NeshaminiCreek.com. You can go there to check out one of our favorite brewers in the Philly beer scene, Neshaminy Creek Brewing, who's been on the map since 2012. And they've taken home four Philly beer scene magazine awards uh, for Brewer of the Year in 14, 15, 16, and 17. And uh, they got three Brewery of the Year in, in the same magazine, so Brewer and Brewery. Two-time GABF Vienna-style lager winner um, and uh, bronze for their smoke lager. So they got some great beer. They also have a large, expanded, and recently renovated tap room with 24 beers on tap. 18 of them are rotating and seasonal. And a variety of beer styles, from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers, all the way to oak-fermented saisons and sour beers. And they give free brewery tours on Saturdays. Go to NeshaminiCreekBrewing.com. And check them out. And I highly recommend you tasting their beer no matter where you are or what you're doing because they make uh, really good beer. All right. We're that much closer to having Vinny and Natalie in the studio with us. (laughs) Very exciting. Yeah. I'm going to get a beer in my glass. We're going to get those two in here in the studio and save them from the crowds out there. You're listening to the session. Hit our chat room on thebrewingnetwork.com or call us up, 888-401-BEER. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs. Swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. 
Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold, 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good, and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larksburg, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. so much for hanging out with us. As I said, we got a great program for you tonight with uh, two of our favorite guests. One of them, first time to the studio. So we welcome Natalie Chilerzo first. Thank you very much. Very, yeah. very excited to be here. Yeah, in all the years you've been spared our presence <laughs> with, <laughs> yeah. your, with your show appearances. Yeah, I've, uh, I've uh, only called in, so I'm honored to be here, and uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, we're happy to have you. And then, uh, of course, Vinny Chilerzo is back, too. Welcome, Vinny. Hello. We were going through our, our history together. Let me do this real quick before and then I before I, I forget. But um, hey, White Labs just released a mobile app. You know our wonderful sponsor, White Labs. So whether you're a homebrewer searching for your next strain or a professional putting in an order, White Labs Mobile has something for everyone. Key features include an easy to navigate ordering system, custom culture calculator to determine appropriate pitch rates, a homebrew store locator, up to the minute inventory availability, and more. Go to the uh, go to iTunes or the Android store uh, and search for White Labs to find it. Um, we, are, I mean, we are talking about our history of, of interviews here. Vinny has actually been on the show since our very first year in existence yep. back in 05. And then I was trying to think, when did you guys even open? The year before that? We opened the pub in 2004. In four. And, and we... I started at Corbell at our original location in 1997. Okay, that's right. And when when did 
this little we thing. started in 05 <laughs> look at you now like I, I remember i was saying to natalie driving down and then we were reminiscing it was like we were in your garage yeah and i and i think the first time there was no soundproofing no and then like the next time you must have eaten a lot of eggs because it was all like egg crates and stuff on the roof <laughs> yeah a little bit so, of soundproofing yeah yeah it, it actually it makes me proud but surprised me that our companies have basically grown up together because when i think of russian river and what you guys have accomplished I just it seems like you've been around so much longer than me, mostly because we've accomplished this barely. We're doing the same thing. You have a little but empire in a, in here. a fancier location. <laughs> a little empire. But we've grown up together. Yeah. Uh, yeah which we is have. It's really exciting to yeah. me. Those were and you we were in your garage. Yeah. That was But that arguably was those days were were a little more fun. Like yeah. now you gotta fight through the bar. Then you just went into my kitchen and grabbed it. It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like I miss those days. Did you, yeah. a, did you have a dog? Yeah, too. Oh, uh, too actually, soon. Actually, no, when you were around, yeah, too we long. just had, oh, there's not a picture of her in here. Uh, the, uh, the biscuit, my little pit bull. Oh, okay. uh, and she yep. would just come, and whatever, whoever the guest was, she would just sit on their feet. <laughs> Pretty so much. You, you missed out on that, oh, Natalie. I, yeah. love, I love dogs, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was a sweetheart. That, that, that's True. cool, though. To, I, I feel very honored that I've been a part of this. and It's been a long time since I've been on, other than when we called in for the Sonoma Pride thing. But yeah. in yep. person, it's been too long. But well, I also feel honored that I was a part of it well, way you, back in the day. You've been vacationing in Spain for four years, right? So that's why <laughs> sure. you guys haven't been on. You guys yeah. have been touring the world that's and it. hanging Bel- out. Been on holiday. Just doing nothing. Belgium. Belgium. <laughs> Actually, this is what's still insane about you two to me, and that is how involved you, you still are. And I, and I don't mean that other brewers aren't, but Vinny, for example, still answers every email, not just from me, but every yokel, as far as I know. I try. But not only that, you're in the brewery, you know, every day. And I guess I just say that is that after all these years, don't you, you're not doing less. You're now opening a new brewery. You don't feel like you should just have someone else do some of this stuff? Here's a great, here's a great story. So this morning... I had to. I'd scheduled to unload 150 barrel racks at the new brewery. Okay. And this is the the brewery that's under construction. The one you're building, yeah. Yeah, and the guy Russell from <laughs> Western Square. I don't think Russell listens to the show, but he <laughs> nobody does. does. It's he low. should. <laughs> he he. After I unload the truck, I'm on the forklift. I borrow the forklift from the mechanical guys, and Russell goes to me. He goes, you know, what? I got to be honest with you. When I was given your name and extension and it said Vinny Trelurzo, owner, he's like, this isn't the guy I want to deal with. And then I show up today and, like, you're on the forklift unloading the pallets yeah. for me. He's like, I stand corrected. <laughs> you're I'm actually- like, that sounds straight, mother. One of the same guy. <laughs> yeah, Russell. But yeah. You, you do realize that a brewery of, of your success, this is a rare thing. I mean, it's not that other owners aren't involved, but they do sort of move on. This is all we know. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think Vinny secretly loves driving the forklift. I mean, <laughs> I there, is, there is some it was pleasure. It wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's some pleasure in, in doing something that doesn't require making multi-million dollar decisions, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Well, imagine you're a you're a delivery driver, clearly in, in the beer industry, or at least familiar with it, and you Ken Grossman comes out and, like, you know, helps you unload a sack of grain. That right. would blow your hair back, it man. Would, I imagine yeah. it's, it's, the same, uh, it's the same thing. I, I respect would, it. I just worry that you two, are, you know, should retire and do something fun, you know? This is fun. I, okay. This is super fun. All right. We're still having fun. Good. 
good. So that's good, good, man. So you have this. You're, I used to deliver down in this area. This was the end of my route. We call this the Far East Bay where you're oh, at. Oh, yeah. So uh, are we. Yeah. Where we're from. It's and, out here. And loop around and, and hit hit some accounts long before the, the hop grenade. But yeah. happy we're delivering here now and uh, yeah, we're other so, accounts. And we're so far out that even Brian Hunt wouldn't deliver it to <laughs> us when we opened this place. He's like, oh, that's Far East Bay. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that guy, he drives everywhere to, to yeah. or used, used to. to. But even used he's to. delegated that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, he's much, much older. That's so, true. Yeah. It, was, it was time yeah. for yeah. Brian had to relax. So you have this. <laughs> he did new, have to relax. <laughs> right? Uh, you have another. I say another because you, you guys opened a brewery. Aside from the pub, mm-hmm. what, five years Ten ago? Ten years ago. Oh, it was that long ago? Yes, it was. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, you opened a production brewery. Mm-hmm. And my understanding was that even then, it wasn't even really to expand. It was to fulfill the demand that you already had for your beer. Is that about right? Pretty much, yeah. So the plan was we would open the brew pub and then with cash flows from the brew pub, start building our business, do a little bit of self-distribution, and then and then eventually, hopefully, if things were going well, open a production brewery, which we did four years later okay. in 2008. And so with with the production brewery, we were able to start packaging our beer. We were able to start bottling it and kegging it and then um, taking on a little bit of distribution outside of just our backyard. And so um, that, you know, we're able to do successfully in 2008. But really, since, since 2004, when we opened the pub, we've only grown from, I'd say, about 2,600 barrels, maybe that first year, yep. to 17,000 barrels last year. So our growth has been so slow okay. and organic that this next move is, it's a big one, but it's still only about two to three times as much beer as we're making now. Okay. So, so we're still doing things the way we do them, which is slow and organic and comfortable yeah. for for us. But um, yeah, okay. it just takes us a while to do things. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to skip over one step that I, if I were you guys, would would I would have found like the most... Uh, frustrating step, and that is you, you opened the production facility in 2004? 2008. Eight. 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. 2008, sorry. But then how long did it take before you had to replace the piece of shit brewery that you bought from uh, Dogfish Head? <laughs> it, from Sam. Two was, years? It was, it, was, it was, let's see, it's been how many years at FC now? Uh, I think it's been two and a half. No, no. Well, it's been three uh, years since three we replaced years the brewery, but we, we've been there since 2008. So ten years. So, so, so it, was, it took seven years to replace that jalopy of a brew house that we bought from Sam and Mariah. <laughs> right. So yeah. what I'm saying is that in essence this new project is your fourth brewery in 14 years. Really. If yeah. you think about Pretty it much. that way. Because yeah. you had the pub, yeah. you yeah. had twice at the production facility yeah. and now, yeah. and now the new one. And our, and our plan is to sell Ferdinand Court, our current production brewery. Okay. And and so that's why we replaced it and yeah. as the story goes um, we were only going to we were going to ask two breweries to brew for us while we were going to replace oh. the brew house. Yeah. It was either Sierra Nevada okay. or Firestone Walker. Sure. Yeah. And we happened to be going down to the Invitational. And so Natalie and I said, okay, we were planning it all out. We we're all nervous. <laughs> we're like, okay, let's, let's, get, let's get Matt and, and David Walker together. And, and we always stay with Matt and Allison at the Invitational, which yeah. is always fun. And we're like, we'll get them together and we'll ask them together. Well, the week and went on and on, and we never had them together. And finally, we're all out to dinner, and Matt's at, like, that table, and David's at, like, the other table. Yeah. And, and so we asked David. And before 
he, we could even get the question out. He was like, whatever you want. <laughs> and we're like, right. okay. And, we, and, and, of course, we love Sierra Nevada. Like, yeah. oh, sure. Ken is our mentor and whatever else, best friend. Yeah. But, but Firestone was actually a really good fit because they're a 50-barrel brew house. They're a pellet brewery. and IPA maker. Oh, IPA, yeah. Right. And um, so, so then typically the night ends and – Allison goes to bed, and then Natalie goes downstairs and goes to bed. Matt and I are up, like, drinking, and we right. still haven't asked Matt yet. Oh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> right. Did you know David said yes at that point? No, he, he doesn't, he know, doesn't that know that David yeah. has said yes. He doesn't even know what's coming. He doesn't <laughs> know what's coming, and I said, hey, I got something to ask you. Yeah. And, and I'm like, so, you know, we're going to expand the brewery in a few years, and we're going to need to replace our... He's like, yes. <laughs> Like, I haven't even asked you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, whatever you want. My brewery's yours. Ah, he was. It was literally that quick. Wow. Uh, and, and, I want to brew like, malt liquor. Like, <laughs> yeah, another pivo for us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. A celebration <laughs> pivo. So, that's wow. cool. That, that literally is how it happened. And, and he was like, what yeah, great, that was it. What a great now, gesture. why wouldn't you keep the existing production brewery? Surely you can sell enough beer to run them both. <laughs> Um, well, that was a good like airplane <laughs> joke right there. Stop yeah. calling me Shirley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know we're we're able to accomplish everything we need at the new brewery, so we really we don't need to have a third brewery okay. that um, we've clearly outgrown because because the Windsor Brewery is a one stop shop. It's it's an eighty five thousand square foot production brewery where we can make our you know barrel aged sour beers and we can make you know you know our our pilsners and open top fermenters and Pliny the Elder as much as we want other things and have an R and D brewery and have a bigger pub and have et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so we don't really need a third brewery. Yeah. Um, plus we need the money. Okay. (laughs) There's that. So yeah. So we are still looking for a buyer for it. Um, okay. And, uh, we've got a couple of interested parties, but we're, we're, uh, we're still trying to accomplish that in the next couple well, of months. Well, Tasty and I will check our bank accounts after the yeah. show and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much beer could I make there? You guys are making about 17,000 barrels 13, out of there? 13,000 13,000 barrels out of there now? Mm-hmm. you don't make yeah. sour beer, you could probably bump it up to uh, 15. More 16. fermenters over in that space mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, no, just that you turn some of the tanks quicker. Oh, But oh. yeah, more fermenters too if you wanted. Yeah. That could take it. More fermenters would take it to like 20, yeah. 25,000. So you're looking probably for somebody that's already like established you know, in a 15 barrel. Mm-hmm. It wants to move up and yeah. expand it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was respected about. He was a home brewer. What's that? Like you, you went and brewed your beer at all these other breweries, sure. right? And you never did go commercial. Oh, no, like I'm you a, are yeah, like the best home I'm brewer I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how Bruce, many brewers have you worked Bruce for? Bruce like, said one time, "Mick, though you've taken this home brewing thing about as far as anybody could, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. possibly could." Yeah. yeah. I mean, you. I, I, I got I've home I got the years. care package from Twenty First Amendment with you on the can. Sure. Yeah. We brewed tasty, you know, Janet's Brown Ale. There's yeah. been, I mean, I've given I've up writing a bucket list of things I want to do. It just shit just happens. Yeah. <laughs> it just so, happens. It just happens. I and, liked it when we were in Australia, and I swear, Tasty was way more popular than Vinny. Yeah, he there. was. You yeah. were there on that trip. Yeah, though, yeah. They, yeah. Like, knew who I was. Actually, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Like a celebrity. I'm, I'm like, pretty oh, sure you could have because Chris White was on that trip too. Oh, yeah. right. You could put Justin, Chris, and myself together, and Tasty was way more popular than the three of us <laughs> yeah. combined. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you could throw our spouses in too, and he was still. It's true. More popular. It's perfect. It's how I get left alone now. I just uh, Tasty's here, everybody. Yeah. All the crowds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and then the other thing about you is like 
What homebrewer has his own logo of himself? <laughs> true. I have it in front of me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He like, is fully branded, that's he for is sure. Fully branded. So does anybody have a permanent tattoo of your image? Good question. Not that I've seen. He probably does. All right, calling all, calling all listeners <laughs> out the there, if you yeah. have a permanent tattoo of oh. Tasty Mike McDole on your body Let somewhere, know, please huh? take a picture of it and post it on their Facebook page, page or, or Tweet it or put it Tweet on the it. Brewing Network Facebook page. Right, well, That's I, true, because that we've seen good. a lot of hop grenade tattoos, but I don't oh, know sure. that we've seen a Tasty tattoo. That would be I'm not sure I'd like that. He's getting flown to France this summer to go brew there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he does the world tour, so that's he, exciting. And he told me before we went on that he's retired. I'm like, haven't you always been retired <laughs> yeah. since we've known you? Yeah, I've had flexible hours. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By flexible, all of them well, are, yeah. de- are dedicated to beer. Tell me, what if there's a beer event, I just take off. Now, can I ask you guys this question? Uh, and I ask because I'm, uh, I think I know the answer, and it makes me proud of you guys. And I think other people would want to hear it. You know, since opening the pub and, and, and maybe then the, the, the second production facility and now this one, are you guys able to be self-funded? Did you, is that part of why you've been so slow to, to grow so that you could really save it and not have to sell pieces of the company to expand? Yeah, a part of why it's taken us so long is that the most important thing that Vinny and I wanted to accomplish was to buy out all of our investors. and so From when, the beginning? From the very beginning. Okay. And so we started with about 30. We had a couple of business partners and, and I think about 30, 28 to 30 investors. And so over the years, we've been slowly but surely buying them out. Great. We, um, we were able to accomplish it 100% in 2014. And so um, Vinny and I were then able to um, free ourselves yeah. um, to be able to explore the opportunity or the idea of growing our company. And so we decided to do it in a bigger way. And then it's honestly taken us that long to get a piece of property. Okay. Um, because because one of the biggest criteria for us was that we wanted to own the property. Smart. We, we did not want to rent, rent anymore yeah. um, because it's not only part of our financial security for the future, but we also we're just we don't want to be beholden to anybody. So yeah. we're not right now we're super beholden to a bank. <laughs> okay. Um, but that will end. You know, that's not forever. Sure. And so once we get that debt paid down then it's just me and Vinny, and we have we own 15 acres in Windsor. Wow! And uh, and it's we've just I don't know I feel like we've really made a lot of really smart decisions growing our company very slowly and organically. Yeah. And um, I know that you know the beer industry is kind of in in a, a little bit of a state of change right now, um, but we're not worried about it because we're pretty set up and uh, we do have a retail business model with a healthy component of distribution mm-hmm. in there too so we're not 100% reliant on wholesale distribution and we're not national and I th- I feel I still feel really comfortable about what we're doing. I mean, it's incredibly stressful. Yeah, um, but, but it is smart. And and that's why I asked the question, because I think in today's climate and how funds are, are being spread around or not spread around and how pieces are being bought and sold, it's relevant that you two really yeah. were more deliberate in how you'd mm-hmm. how you would end up anyway. Yeah, we uh, borrowed. We borrowed some money to buy out. <clears throat> well, first, we borrowed money to build Ferdinand Court the okay. production brewery. Yep. Um, but we paid that off. We then borrowed some money to buy out the investors. Okay. The first paid, time. Paid that paid off. Paid that off. And this is a big buyout or a big loan. borrow mm-hmm. loan. But all along the way, yeah. in fact, um, mm-hmm. a funny Sam Calgione story 
was he and I were on a panel in 2010 at the Craft Brewers Conference. And I had told him about the, the younger, earlier that year, the younger release. That was the year that the, it went crazy. Yeah, it sold and, on the day. Yeah, and, and we basically had, I told Sam that we had bought um, a tank, a 200-barrel fermenter, literally from the, all the sales of that day. Oh, oh yeah. And, and, and Sam and I were on this panel, and, he, and he's like in his great ways, laughing and giggling. <laughs> he's like poking me. Tell them the story about you buying a fermenter in one day. And we literally had you know sold all the younger out in one day, but it funded a tank. But we weren't going to buy that tank if we didn't pay cash. And then along the way, every piece of equipment and every lab piece of equipment, we have a for a little brewery, we have an incredible lab. I believe Every piece it. of equipment we bought, though, in the lab has been on cash. If we can't afford it, yeah. don't buy it. And I, I learned that from Corbell. Gary Heck mm. ran Corbell and probably still does run Corbell that way. Okay. Until he bought Kenwood Vineyards, that was a, a borrow money. But he would always just pay cash. And if you can't afford it, it's a great way yeah. to, to do small growth. And and that's, that's something we've tried to instill in other breweries that have come sure. to us for advice is like, you know, slow is okay. I think it's the, the the rule of eight. If you grow, it's like almost 8% a year. In 10 years, you'll double the size of your business. Makes and, sense, and yeah. It's, you know, it, it's okay. Yeah. Um, we've had other breweries come to us and say, you know, we were going to either grow really fast or do it organically, and we did it the Russian River way. Yeah. And, that, and they're that, still in business. And they're still in business. It makes <laughs> us feel good. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's it's not rocket science what you're talking about, but it is somewhat anti to the American business model, which, mm-hmm. you know, there's the whole saying, without risk, there's no reward. Right. Right? So a lot of people would look at that statement and say, well, well forget about if I have the cash. i got to take some risk here. I'm going to take the loan. I'm going to buy. I'm going to double my brewery because without risk, there's no reward. But you guys clearly have have taken risks personally, but that's tempered with this. Yeah. Well, if we can't afford it, though, that's too much risk for us. And typically, right. I have to, if if because it's usually me spending the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Natalie has to okay it <laughs> and say, yeah. Natalie's saying no, or <laughs> somebody's got you under control. So I yeah. definitely have the fun part. Yeah, you know, she's so it's she's like the drummer that's in the back keeping the beat. Nice, you yeah. know, and, yeah. And, and I'm just like going crazy. And, no, it's not true. But but I would I literally justify everything. It's like, yep. like a, our salometer, which is a it's a ten thousand dollar piece of equipment in our lab. It, it automatically counts the yeast cells. So you you put a drop of yeast on the slide, you put it into the machine, and a couple minutes later, it automatically does the cell yeah, count yeah, yeah. and it pulls it up on the computer screen. So when you're old like us, you can actually see yeah, it. You yeah, know? no, I've seen lab, lab guys that have those. They're the happiest guys in the world. They are. It, it the brewers who come and do their own cell counts. They can, yeah. Although we, I like to have. Um, a checks and balance. Oh, yeah. That, like, yeah, yeah. The lab guy. An independent. The lab should be sure. checking and balancing. Sure. Okay. But, but anyways, we, we shave 10 hours off our oh. lab work week just by buying the salometer. It paid for itself just, yeah. like, just like that. Yeah. So yeah. Vinny, Vinny would then present something to me that says, I want to buy this $10,000 piece of equipment, and this it's going to shave off. I estimate it's going to shave off this much time off of our lab tech's job, and uh, at approximately this time, it will be 100% return on investment. So yeah. it's pretty good because when it's not a, a revenue-generating thing like that, but it is right. a cost-savings thing, and it's a commitment to quality too. And so I'm, I'm always willing to buy something even if there is no real return on investment other than making better beer. Got it. That's the that's the bottom line right there. The and, better beer. And I think I've done a presentation several times, a quality presentation at professional events, and 
and and I asked the question, will you dump a batch of beer? Yep. And and everyone says they will in the industry. <laughs> but when push comes to shove, yeah. will you really do it? I, I This sounds bad, but I bet more than half the brewers or brewery owners won't do it. Because when you start running, them, okay, 10 barrels at... You know, so ten barrels is uh, is is what like three hundred and twenty gallons, and there's eight pints to a gallon. And I'm a brew right. pub, and I sell for five bucks a pint. You're like, holy crap, that's fifty thousand, whatever it is, and it's way so much more money. than half will yeah. do that. And what's right. cool, what's cool is that every once in a while I get an email from a brewer, and they're excited that they dumped a batch of beer. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, so I saw your batch. presentation. It's a badge and, of honor. Yeah, and, yeah and I, did it. And, I swear I did it. And the best, the best badge of honor for me was uh, we make this beer that we sell almost. Exclusively, just at the pub called Hopfather. We make oh, it yeah. maybe Great once beer. a year. It just came back on on Friday, and about five or six years ago, we brewed a batch and it had a stuck fermentation. And I added a killer yeast to try to get it to ferment, and it, it just wouldn't it wouldn't go. And so we finally dumped it. Except hmm. you know, on our chalkboard, we have the coming soon. Yeah, and it ha- we had already put up Hopfather, sure. and it has this great local following. It's not oh, like yeah. plenty of the younger world people come in, but the locals love it, and, and we get a lot of people from the Bay Area that come it's in. One thing get with, they don't have to go in line for it. So it's like yeah, right? yeah, and and then we went and erased it off the coming soon. And then so I was like, in the pub a couple days ago, and they're like. Hey, man. Hey, where did it go? <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, we, we actually I explained that we had to dump it and, and it had ah. a stuck fermentation. I, I had never gotten so many high fives <laughs> oh, up right. from our customers that were so proud that, like, you know what? They will dump 40 barrels of beer. Of a popular beer. Of a popular yeah. beer. Not that, a new beer. A popular, popular beer. beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's how much they care about quality and care about us, the customer. That's, what I was, that's how much not, you care about them. Yeah. It's a direct, and, you know, yeah. you guys caring about them. Yeah. And I've never. Like ever since then, it was like wow. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think we didn't think twice about dumping it, but I didn't think that that would be the reaction. And I've heard Brian Hunt say that too. That okay. he's gotten that reaction when he's told people that he dumped a beer for whatever reason. Yeah, I was expecting to say the opposite that they were <laughs> bummed and, and upset with you that the, you put it on the board and then there's no beer. So <laughs> well, since that's then, really great. we don't put it on coming soon <laughs> until good. after primary fermentation <laughs> is over. Got it. Got You're it. terminal. <laughs> I've done the same thing with my homebrew. I've dumped uh, a few batches of, of beer, um, but mainly because it was easier than kegging it. <laughs> So. so the beer was fine? <laughs> the beer was fine, but I just didn't want to go through all the work. And yeah. I was like, eh. That was just lazy. Fine. That's what happens. Understood. Most, most yeah. homebrewers would say that about bottling, but kegging? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of lazy. It's very lazy. Yeah. <laughs> We're a lazy company, really. That's awesome. That's why our growth is I slow. almost didn't even tell that story. It was too much work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As he sips on his beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do want to talk about Speaking these beers beer. before we have to take a break, but I do have one yeah. quick question for Natalie. and that is, You know, you mentioned that, that uh, you know, Vinny has to you know present these purchases to you mm-hmm. and i'm just curious do you make like make him uh, it's like a formal presentation does he have to put on a suit and like a powerpoint, PowerPoint. I do a PowerPoint. And, yeah. and it's just you sitting on the other side of a yeah. very long table yeah that is exactly what our evenings at home look like yeah. i would love it she, he, i would love it if natalie uh, that Vinny comes home he starts to talk about it and now he's like excuse me is this a presentation or not i'll meet you in the boardroom because i don't see your laptop out and you're not wearing a tie Wait, where's my tea? What's the, going on? This isn't on my calendar. I don't know what's going on. He's like, well, we're just, I just thought we'd talk about it. Nope. This is not presentation Send time. Send me an yeah. invite. <laughs> yeah. You know, the invite on your Outlook. You know, yes. 
<laughs> You're literally sitting on the couch together, yeah. and yeah. you get an yeah. invite on your Outlook. Right. Yeah. I was just curious. This is how I picture your life. Oh, yeah. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what it looks like. You know, the funny thing is we don't have a conference room at the brewery. So, Not and, yet. We, and we all share offices. Okay. We literally all share offices. So, like, if oh. we have, like, a high-level meeting, one of us has to kick Bring our, the our office mate out. Oh, Bring yeah. All the chairs over. Yeah. When we hired our HR director, Carolyn, a few years ago, we didn't even have an office. So we built a wall up in Ben's and Bird's office, <laughs> our, our, our distribution sure. guys. Okay. And so Carolyn has to walk through their office to get to her cube. Yeah. But HR needs an office. I mean, that's a right. thing, you know. So Because if, if Natalie, for example, is going to come in and complain about you, she's got to be in a private room. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But then, but then well, Carolyn's office. I would office, love to see that file, too. Carolyn's <laughs> office is on the way to the storage. Right. So, okay. like, her, <laughs> It's passing through. High traffic. Exactly. Yeah. It's whatever you guys yeah. got. I assume the new building has offices galore, and you guys have now mapped this stuff out. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, actually, as of uh, late last week, we have a floor, oh, a cool. second floor yeah. in the uh, in the, the hospitality, which is where all of our offices are. I climbed right. the ladder and yeah. took a picture. For, she hasn't been up there yet, oh, but cool. I was there on Friday, and I climbed the ladder and took a picture from her office. Oh, from her office. Yeah. And office. The, weird, her office the, weird, the weird thing is, is our offices are a lot closer together than they are now at our current... Hurry. Somebody commented on that. Like, hmm, I see your offices are a little closer together. Yeah. <laughs> Getting along better these days, are we? Yeah. Well, a, a while ago, there was a story on, like, I don't know, it was like the Brewers Association's website. And I think it was like a Valentine's Day story of, of mm. husband and wife teams. Okay. And one of Natalie's, like, critical successes was, well, our offices are on the other end of the building. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Every office will be shared with a fermenter moving forward. Though. Yeah, that's, that's, well, right. that's going to be the caveat. That was next, if we didn't move. <laughs> I yeah. see. She yeah. was going to come in one day, and the cool ship was going to be in her office. <laughs> I mean, because it actually makes sense. Each of our offices is 13 by 13 right now. Okay. And the cool ship that we're putting we're into Windsor is 12 and a half by 12 and a half. It is perfect. No, it'll fit perfect. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll have to weld it into place, you know? I honestly would not mind sharing my office with a cool ship. No, that would yeah. be okay. She could cool. be, like, on a... Uh, on a, a, a raft or a, you know in a, oh. uh, the floating desk yeah, on the floating yeah, yeah. really floating now we're talking that'd be great well we are going to talk more about the brewery but let's talk beer for a second uh, before we have to go to a break so we have in our glass right now is it Ron Mexico we do have Ron Mexico it's a pale ale yeah it's a uh, it's a hoppy pale ale session I hate the term session IPA thank okay. you that's fine it's you know what it's a pale ale. Session like, IPA is a pale ale. Yeah. Um, hate's a strong word, my mom taught me. I'm pretty sure my mom's not listening, though. It's so. a marketing term, right? But, I mean, um, session IPA it's, it's is a, a marketing pale ale. Thing. But okay. anyway, so this is a, this is a, a hoppy uh, session ale. It's 4.5% alcohol. My one of my favorite malts is an English malt called Simpsons Best Pale. Okay, Simpsons is a is a, a, a family owned multi generation. Um, unfortunately, Peter passed away last year. Peter ah. Simpson passed away, and he was a dear dear friend of ours, but an amazing malt company. So most of the malt in this is an English malt to give it a lot of malt backbone and foundation. Um, but it's using this hop HBC hop hop breeding company four three eight. But within the the beer industry, we call the hop Ron Mexico. Why is that? How did it get? Why that is name? it called Ron Mexico? So our, <laughs> our good friend Jason Peralt uh, bred this hop, and uh, his predecessor and his mentor um, was this gentleman by the name of Chuck Zimmerman. In okay. his day, if I always called Jason. 
like the Michael Jordan of hop breeding. So we've had him on. He's an interesting he's, guy. Yeah, he's cool. Um, he has like four of our beers on tap right now up at his ranch nice. because we we have a bunch of his one offs on, including Ron Mexico. But um, uh, but Chuck would be like the Magic Johnson then the generation before. Okay. Um, yeah. And 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 literally everything Jason knows he learned from from uh, from Chuck. And um, and this hop was actually they call it uh, that it's got lineage to Neo Mexicanus, meaning okay. that it's got lineage to New Mexico. That a part of what bred into this was from New Mexico, was American. And so Neo Mexicanus is a term you hear thrown around because there's several breeders using it. And this was this was something that he had that lineage. But it was out in the field, and it was actually something that Chuck started. Oh. So the fact that he's bringing this forward, I'm, I'm sure, means a lot to him. That, sure. Because Chuck taught him a, a lot. And and this was out in his um, hop yard for years. And Carl Van Evenhoven, I, um, the, at the time, and he was running the extract plant at Yakima Chief, was a local home brewer in, in the hop industry, was looking for a unique hop to make a wet hop beer okay. for a wet hop festival up in Yakima. And they were walking through the fields, and Carl grabbed this hop, and he goes, man, this is really interesting. I've never smelt anything like it. And and Jason goes through his clipboard that he always carries around when he's in the, the hop yard. <laughs> wow. like, it's like, I, and that's like the coolest thing to do when you're in Yakima is to go through the experimental field with, with Jason. Okay. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember about this. And basically, he... And uh, his then um, assistant, Marco, Marcos Ramos, um, had basically pollinated this thing, an open pollination, where they literally like put a bag <laughs> over the, the, oh. the vine and they oh, just wow. let it go. And they're using this, this Neo-Mexicanus, I assume that was the male, because all hop plants are, are female that, okay. that, we, that we harvest from. And Ron Mexico was the result of it. So Chuck had passed away, unfortunately, at that point. Um, and so in honor of Chuck and being that it had the Neo-Mexicanus um, lineage, they call it. They called it Chuck's Mexican. Got it. Um, but after Carl brewed with it, and they realized it's amazing. So when you drink this, yeah, it you don't think of the flavor of what it is. Want to guess? Because once I tell you, you're going to be like, if you, maybe you're a super palate. I don't. We're know. guessing the flavor. No, I'm the yeah. worst palate. Um, then why are you the host of a beer show? I know, man. That's, <laughs> you like sound, a, now you sound like my listeners. Peach or stone or know, some sort of stone. Cilantro? It's mint. mint. That was close. Wow. That's the closest I've ever gotten. Pretty mint? good, huh? Yeah, but when you smell yeah. it and taste it, it's total. It's mint, and specifically when it's when it's colder, it's spearmint. It's <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. Okay. And, and there's never I've never seen a hop like this. And, um, and so anyway, so after Carl brewed with it a few times, um, Jason... Was uh, some they changed it to Ron Mexico? Okay. Story behind Ron Mexico at the time that was when Michael Vick was having oh. his trouble with the dog fighting, but he also had to check himself into a clinic yeah. for an STD, and that was his alias with oh. Ron Mexico. Oh, really? Oh, wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. Wow. So they named the hop after 
After Michael Vick. Michael Vick, because it was, it was yeah. current events at the time. Right. That's the this only is, reason. This is going to be the official name of the hop? And, and, did, and no. I, no, no, there is no That's too bad. No, it's for no, I know. There is no because, way. Well, because you're drinking a hop named after Michael Vick's STD treatment. I know, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I ask is because I assume Jason gets to name it. No. Oh, it's there, not his it's hop? It's a vote. Oh. It's a vote between the, the people that own the hop breeding company, which is a few okay. other hop people. Unfunny people. Um, People probably. Um, right. I would have just so much comment. more respect even for <laughs> Jason much. if he's like, listen, it's Ron Maxwell. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. they have a, they, I'm just going to throw this out. We have the one of the hops in Hop Father now is six. Uh, let's see, our, our hop is six nine two that we love. So six eight two, and it's a twenty percent alpha hop. Jesus. Oh. And I told Jason, I'm like. You should name it Andre the Giant. <laughs> yes. So like, and they, what's wrong with having a little fun with these names anyway? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so so they, they, they nicknamed it Ron Mexico, and it has okay. caught in the industry. And yeah. everyone in the industry, nobody calls it 438. It's they call all it Ron, Ron Mexico. Mexico. I love it. The cool thing about the hop is that Jason also, when he brought it to me, and, and she, he rubbed, he, Natalie and I rubbed it with him in the field, and we're like, this is amazing. What he, what he wanted to do, he goes, I've always wanted to do a homebrew release hop first. And that's what this hop was, 438. Oh. So, so I said, well, let's, let's do this. Let's, I'll brew the only commercial batch. Okay. And then you guys can um, bag up a bunch of dime bags, as I call them, <laughs> yeah. of, of Ron Mexico hops. And then we'll go to the homebrew conference. It was in San Diego, I don't know, a handful of years ago. Okay. And we released it, and then Carl was with us. You poured the beer you made. Yep. Yeah, so I poured our commercial beer. Carl poured his homebrew. Jason talked about the hop. And 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 the hop was released to homebrewers first. It's a first. It's the only time a hop's been released, and now it's just finally getting released commercially. But for wow. two years, it was a homebrew only hop, and That's all cool. all the proceeds uh, from the hop go to Ales for ALS. Oh, nice! So, yeah. Yeah. It, when it goes commercial as well, everything uh, is. I, I think at that point, yeah. probably not. Okay, it's but all go. the homebrews so far. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah, so. it's a great beer. I'm enjoy. I, we have another pale ale of yours on tap too, and I'm I'm happy because I needed some consoling. We just had a funeral here for. Pale 31 on Friday uh, night. We got know, the last keg, and we did a whole funeral. For, I made it. I'll show you. I actually made a memorial video uh-huh. for it. It's kind of ridiculous. But the flip side uh, yeah. is Firestone Lager is back. And oh, that's true. No, I have not. It's yes. a Hellas, and it is spectacular. Matt was so nice to send us a, a couple six packs of cans. I want to check okay it out. I'm okay with that trade. I know. I, you're I, all right I, with you that. can use a good Hellas in the world, let me tell you. That's true. <laughs> but I'm such a Pale Ale fan. This is a great beer. It's I like good. it. Yeah. I like how light it is, too. Uh, it's kind of, um, yeah. I don't even know. I, I guess it's a West Coast Pale Ale, but it's just mm-hmm. it's not overly hopped no. or overly, yeah. it's not overly and, anything. And it's there's very, a good malt. Foundation, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good and that's that little honey sweetness that's, to them all. That's yeah. that that best pale that we use, you know. And I think that's something that consumers need to understand is that a lot of when you make a low alcohol hoppy beer, mm-hmm. and so yeah, you've got maybe a little less hops, but you're still adding a pretty good amount of hops. Yeah, but we're the the malt we're adding, like, you know, compared to what we add in Pliny, which has a ton of malt to get to eight percent. Okay, but for this. We're adding malt that costs like two or three times yeah. as as much per pound. Really, to get that malt foundation, which yeah. the best pale does, and and so a lot of home brewers and brewers know. Um, so like, there's Glen Eagle, 
Uh, Maris Otter is the is in Glen Eagles. A, I think one company's like floor malted version floor malted. Of, <laughs> of it. But so let's say Maris Otter, and it gives you that super big, rich, nutty malt foundation. But to me, that doesn't play well with uh, American hops. Okay, like, like this hop or or a standard IPA hop. And but the best pale sort of kind of does. Yeah, kind of rides the line. It gives you the, the big mouthfeel. Without that grainy, kind of chewy thing. Nutty, that, yeah. biscuity thing. Exactly. Yeah. And this yeah. special pale, you've got that in your other beers as well. And, we, and even uh, Blind Pig, our, our IPA, that you still drink that? Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd walk out. It's my fave. No. Yeah. Um, 25% of the malt bill. Of okay. Blind Pig is is Best Pale, mm. and we I love Best Pale. It, it's, we've been using it for years. Okay, and how does um, that compare with like a Golden Promise, which to me gives uh, what, what you're describing a very similar flavor, kind of that sweeter on the edge. Yeah, I, um, I think Golden Promise is like between Best Pale and <coughs> and Marisol. Really, it's it's, it's a wow. little bigger than Best Pale. Okay, which is why I like Best right. Pale so much. I but, see what you're saying. But there's I not there's not I don't know how many homebrew shops sell Best Pale, but they should. It's yeah, a, it's there's an amazing a amazing malt. That's why I ask because Golden Promise is kind of out there. Yeah, um, not as much as I think it should be, but it sounds like Best Pale yeah. is well. It's best. It's better. Yeah, yeah. Just have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wish to check it out because I, I love a, Golden I've got Promise. I've a blind pig on the ferment now that I, uh, that, you know, homebrew batch, and I wish I had this, this Simpsons beer, a Simpsons malt because I, yeah. I couldn't get it at my homebrew supply. It's good stuff. Well, we have we have another beer here, but it's. It's probably my favorite beer that you make, and I don't really want to rush through it. Do you think it can survive through a break? Yeah. A little five-minute break? Yeah. Because... It was also number one on the board out there, I noticed. Yeah, no coincidence there. Uh, Yeah. It's... Well, they even... I didn't request beers at all this time. I I just said, hey, can you guys work on this event? And and then your team was working with my team. I didn't know either. And they came and told me the list the other day, and I went, holy shit, did he really send beatification? So uh, I'm really excited. That's what we're going to be talking about next when we come back from the break. Um, And real quick, don't forget to go over to craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American craft beer. You can go to craftbeer.com today for beer news, events, tasting tools, pairing suggestions, and so much more. We love them over there from the Brewers Association and craftbeer.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss one of the best sour beers on planet Earth, in my opinion, beatification. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, they're amazing special issues like plans for building a brew 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the Brewing Network.com. 
Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right. 
right. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Hello to you folks over on Facebook Live. We appreciate you tuning in also and on live stream and on the podcast. Everybody listening everywhere. You should also go to greatfermentations.com, a great sponsor of ours. they got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business using Blickman products. They've got top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on so many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com and like them over on Facebook while you're here, GR8 Fermentation, uh, and Instagram and Twitter, greatfermentations.com. All right, we've got Vinny and Natalie Chalurzo in the studio with us, having a good time tasting beers. And before the break, I promised we would get to my favorite, beatification. Beer number one on the list. That's right. (laughs) Also, I've emailed you two questions from the chat, Okay, uh, not pertaining to this segment uh, or anything, but just just FYI. Yeah, you can hit the chat room on our homepage or call Triple Eight Four Hundred One Beer if you want to ask questions. Do all those people in Australia still call in like in the old days? You know, they <laughs> like that always blew me away. Of like, what yeah. time is it in Australia? And they're calling eighteen hours ahead. I'll tell you what happened. That's who ate all the pies. We did away with drunk of the week a few years back, uh, and that yeah. curtailed our Australian listenership. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket's not as interesting if you can't be hungover and yeah. or hammered. Well, because yeah, the reason you would be awake at that hour, you, you, know, you were. They had their day yeah. off, and they were day drinking. With us, yeah, yep. uh, that's so. exactly what I totally forgot about the drunk of the week. <laughs> yeah, was awesome. we did away. I didn't, you know, it had a, a mixed amount of love. Some people thought it was the best part of the show, and others thought it was the worst, and yeah. it got tedious. So, uh, yeah. yeah, all right. So, Australia listen, listenership is down <laughs> for the Brewing Network. I'd live. say it, I'd say it's not down. Live. Just their calling; they don't take days off just to live listener right. uh, listen anymore. Yeah, I also yeah. think it got kind of sad because it was always the same guy. Calling <laughs> after a while, yeah, yeah and eventually, yeah. yeah, like all the fun drunks petered out, and it was the sad, like, well, she won't sign the divorce papers, yeah, and so I'm on my 18th barley wine. You want to hear me <laughs> chug it and then you know walk my dog on the moon? I don't know. It, just, it got really weird and esoteric. <laughs> it for a second. did. I'm going to shoot well, a shotgun. Okay, keep it away from your face. And if you think about it, too, our <laughs> listeners don't like to admit this, but speaking of growing up together. I mean, in some ways, us and our listeners have grown up together, too. So do we still do stupid shit on the air? Absolutely. Just not as much of it. And I think our listeners have sort of gone that route as well. No longer are they calling and bringing the phone into their sleeping wife to wake her up for Drunk of the Week. So... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good, good or bad. Thank you for the update. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about beatification and and the process of this beer. You only release this once a year, right? Sometimes less than that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, we've been on a roll lately with this. We've been making a lot of spontaneous beer. Okay. So we make what uh, we call synambic. All right. So lambic is a very um, treasured and yes. protected word, if if you will, from a brewing standpoint. It's kind of like champagne and sparkling wine. Yeah. And so, anyways, we respect the Belgians like no other, and so lambic is a, is a term that is only theirs. You can only make spontaneous fermented beer, which is lambic, in Belgium. Okay. And and if you want to get even deeper, it's even specifically into a certain region in, in Belgium. So, anyways, so we came up with this playful term, synambic, Sonoma and Lambic. It was actually Brian Hunt's idea. Okay. So, nice. he, he, to give. Mad genius. Yeah, to be fully transparent. So, we make multiple batches of synambic each year in our barrel room at the pub. Okay. So, if you're into our pub, all those barrels you see behind the bar, it's in there. There's a, uh, a 19 foot long tank that's about 
I don't know, four feet, three feet deep and about three feet um, wide. Yeah. And that's a lot deeper than most a cool ship. So we call it a horny tank okay. because you pump the wart in yeah. and the wart hangs there overnight and it's horny because it's picking up all the wild yeast in the air yeah. that's in the room. <laughs> and um, and it, and then the next day we put the wart into the barrels. Okay. So if, if everything's going right, when we come in 18 hours later, the wart looks just like it did in when we left it 18 okay. hours ago we do come in and mix it every six hours because different than a cool ship a cool ship you pump you pump your hot wort in and it's typically up in the rafters in the attic of your brewery right and the cool air comes in and cools it overnight mm-hmm. in the winter with the horny tank we're actually pumping cooled wort Aren't at 68 fahrenheit 20c for our uh, metric uh, listeners here yeah thank you and uh I didn't know the metric system until we started building a brewery with German, <laughs> German equipment. And then you had you no choice, quickly, right? Yeah, and every, it's funny. Everyone on the project has a, a converter app on their phone oh, yeah. to convert. <laughs> and, like, recently, um, the the job superintendent for the general contractor is like, okay, um, the um, the – the height of the tank is 300 uh, millimeters, which is like 11.54 inches. And he goes 12 in, He goes, oh, I'll just round it up to 12. I'm like, no. no it's it's got to be 300. Yeah. There's a reason it's 300. Yeah. Wow. Whatever. Anyway, so back to the to the beer. So so we take multiple batches of Synambic and make a blend. So technically, Synambic is our version of Lambic. And then our blend, which is beatification, would be Goose. But we don't follow the traditional Goose um, blend, which is a blend of three-year, two-year, and one-year lambic. Okay, we we kind of approach it more like a, a painter, and his he's got his palette, and he's just going to do whatever colors. A blender, so, yeah, or blender, and and so this has probably like eight or nine batches of wow. synambic blended into it, but it's disproportionate. So there is a lot more older stuff and less younger stuff because if you if you blend too much young. Um, spontaneous fermented beer, you're going to get a really heavy, what I call Goodyear tire. Oh, um, yeah. G, G-Y-T. And, I know and there's, this flavor. There's an acronym that I write on the tasting sheet, and Stephen, our production manager, was like, what does that stand for? I'm like, Goodyear tire. Like, <laughs> uh, obviously. It, yeah. <laughs> I see. The flavor. Wait, and real quick, did you say all of the Synambic comes out of the pub? It does. Okay. Yeah, we don't make any spontaneous beer out of the pub. Or out of the, the production, production brewery. But, you, but you're making an ingredient for making the, the final beer. The, yeah. the, the, the wort is um, a very traditional lambic recipe, so it's about 35% unmalted wheat and the rest of it's malted barley. Okay. All aged hops. In fact, all of our sour beers are aged hops. Okay. And so we have a whole aged hop program. We keep like You age them yourself. Yeah, yeah 10, yeah. 12. Although... We got a call from, uh, I think it was Ninkasi recently, yeah. and they said, yeah, we hear you use aged hops, and they gave us like 3,000 pounds of aged oh. hops, and, uh, and thank, thank you, wow. Jamie, Yeah, and um, and like all you got to do is pay for shipping, and we're like, we'll take them. Right. Yeah, because they're just uh, old, shitty hops to them. We'll, we'll, walk, we'll be in Yakima. Yeah. We went into, um, I think it was Blake Crosby's farm, Crosby yeah. in, um, in Oregon, and... Um, 
and and I saw these bales. I'm like, those look pretty old and tired. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to throw them out. I'm like, I'll take them. Yeah, don't throw that out. <laughs> so, Wait, and you were about to say, were you about to say you have hops as old as like 10 years or something? Uh, we've got stuff that's like 8 or 10 years old. Wow, okay. Yeah, and I'm just collecting hops. I'm yeah. like a, a hoarder. Okay. You know that show? <laughs> yeah, this is you. You're find me with hops. Vinny crushed underneath four barrels yeah. of hops. Right. I actually picture that this pre-Civil War hops. Vinny's like office and house. Like, that's all spotless. He's not a hoarder there. Right. He, but in the when it comes to ingredients or something, that shit's just everywhere. You just you hoard. All of our furniture is just bales of hops. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get used to it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like being in a hoot nanny. Yeah. 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 You take a chainsaw, you can cut a bale of hops into a, yeah, into like, a chair. Yeah. Into a very nice. So you, you talked about a really good. small cool ship. Now, what about the good. new brewery? What are we going to find so there? So the, the new brewery is going to be a proper cool ship. So, again, what we keep, what we use at the pub, I, I call a horny tank. And we've never ever said that our beer is um is done traditionally we've it was it was i took a trip to belgium with sam calgioni adam avery rob todd and tommy arthur he's like 12 or 13 years ago now okay and it was for sam's second book i think okay that, that he he wrote and it was how to be amazing this, part two or whatever uh, it was. you know what yeah it's like how to tiptoe out of a bar and leave you with a beer in your hand <laughs> yeah so, and the bill and the bill yeah yeah nice. okay yeah. And, uh, yeah mariah his oh, wife's like yeah mariah his wife's like i have three kids you know i have greer sammy jr yeah. sam senior right so, <laughs> that makes sense yeah greer greer once told um because uh, I was staying there when we were buying their brew house. And she goes, oh, that's the guy whose um, logo looks like Tasty Queen or Dairy Queen. It was something like Dairy Queen. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. Dairy yeah. Queen. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, and then we made them T-shirts. Like, we made their kids shirts that said, no Randall required. Nice. And their kids wore them to, to school. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Inside thing. So, but anyways, yeah. And, of course, the other kids didn't know what a Randall yeah, was. Right. So, they don't know. Uh, what were we talking about? Kids. Uh, you knew cool the ship. new no, cool the ship. The new cool ship. So, so we've never... Never said that our process is traditional. And after that yeah. trip to Belgium with with my friends, Natalie and I were back there like a, a couple, a few weeks later, and it was just us at Cantillon. And we spent a, almost a whole day there with Jean, and he tasted through all these barrels. And he said to me, "You can spontaneously ferment beer anywhere in the world, yeah. but you may not. It may not be the same process we use." So we, I went home and and. Um, used our mash tun as a horny tank. And that was actually an idea that Tommy and I had put together on the flight back from, (laughs) from, uh, from Belgium. And so we would use our mash tun as a horny tank. And the very first time I did it, I put the wort in too warm, and I came back the next morning, and it was fully fermenting in the mash tun. Oh, wow. We had a full fry of pictures of it. So what's, what would be the difference between that and, and kettle souring? People talk about kettle that's souring, a, but that sounds like almost the same thing. It, it was kind of somewhat similar. Okay. And uh, kettle souring is you're running wort to your kettle, and you're letting it sit for usually four hours. Yeah. And it'll get to a pH in the low fours. And then you start the boil. So oh, then you the still bacteria. boil it. Okay. Yeah, whereas here, we mashed, ran off, boiled, heat exchange back to the mash tun. Got it. Brain removed, of course. And then let it sit overnight and let all the microbials in there kind of go to work. But okay. it was truly spontaneously fermenting. And then eventually we added this horny tank. But now at the new brewery, um, it's going to be a 12-and-a-half-foot square, 15-inch uh, tall vessel, so pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. With only 10 inches of liquid, of hot wort in it. And it's up on floor two and a half. It's our Bean John Malkovich floor. Okay, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and so the bottom of the cool ship 
is at, excuse me, the top of the cool ship is at the bottom of the windows okay. in the room, and all the windows are operable. Oh. And then there's two fans in the in the ceiling, which turn on and pull air out. So it kind of is a convection effect, yeah. and it'll bring in the cool air from the outside. And, and we'll do it just like in Belgium. We'll only do it in winter. And you'll put warm wow. word in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. So we'll 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 just bypass the heat exchanger. Sure. And uh, you imagine buying a, a like a two million dollar brewery from Germans and telling them like, and we also are going to make a beer that we're not going to cool the wort, we're not going to add yeast. Oh no! And, and that's the beauty of Zeman is they looked at them and we were like, cool. What can we do to like make wow. it better? And they, they, they were, were okay with that. Huh? I thought they would have awesome. disowned you right yeah. then. And How there. very Western of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there were some other there were some other companies we spoke with that were that were trying to tell us how to make our beer. Oh, oh love so, that. Yeah. And I'm sure you're polite, so you're like, uh huh, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. just build the thing. So. Let me ask you this, because I want to make sure I'm understanding. So you're telling me that this beer here, by beatification, is 100% spontaneously fermented, and yep. it's from several blends. Yep. And the reason I want to double-check this, and my memory might be wrong, but I, I thought I remembered several years ago you guys producing a beer that you 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 let me know or you advertised specifically that it – it was just put out like in this field in Sonoma to be like inoculated by Sonoma yeast. I thought I remembered you guys making a specific beer to be inoculate, inoculated with Sonoma yeast. We we call Wild it yeast. Synambic. So the base oh. beer for this beer we call Synambic, but I think we talked about that already. But I don't. You know. did. I guess but I'm we just, never. Yeah, we so never. Wrong brewery. What, yeah, so, wrong brewery. No, I think it was you guys. <laughs> but maybe my memory is wrong yeah. in the sense of how you put this beer out because, and, and maybe it was maybe it was like an unblended one that you put out or something. We've, we've Never done that. You haven't. Okay. No. Then I might have We've, you confused. I maybe okay. talked about it once. Okay. And, I mean, the reason I'm bringing it up and that I thought it was you is that I didn't like the beer, no, <laughs> and I thought it definitely re- wasn't us. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't us. <laughs> Be, and and Never I remember. Happened. And what I remember thinking is that. Well, this can't be done everywhere. You can't just let yeah. it be done everywhere because sometimes the flora and the fauna just isn't going to be good for your beer. No. Um, but this is not accurate. Yeah, no, we, we've always done it in our barrel room. Okay. What, what beatification was before this, so this is like super funky. And in the early batches of beatification, um, so in the old days, for those that drank Russian River beer for a long time. They remember the batch numbers, one, two, yeah. three, four, five. And still, like, the old timers are like, what's the batch number on this? And it was like, well, we date stamp now, so I, I don't remember. <laughs> but they still want to hold out for, like, well, okay, I think it was five batches of beatification ago that you started date stamp. So this is batch 11. Got but it. we actually don't know. Um, but it's become a lot less sour. It's okay, become more yeah. funky, and I think it's become more lambic and goose-like. Right. And, and I love goose. And the whole reason we started making Temptation was I want to take my favorite component of Lambic, which is Britannomyces, and then use it in a beer, which we did. And then we started doing the spontaneous beer, Synambic, and eventually blended them. But the very first batch of beatification was not a spontaneous beer. Okay. And we got two barrels from New Belgium, from Peter Buchart, who we were talking about earlier that yeah. he just had on. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and they were two random barrels. We were supposed to get 20 barrels from Peter, and I was going to ship 10 to Tommy, and we were going to keep 10. He only shipped us four okay. because all the employees <laughs> took them and cut them into planters. Oh, no. These were New Belgium's original barrels. Wow. Like, original that made, like, to me still, the best slothfully ever. Yeah. And and they got cut into planters. And I they're, randomly they're kept rot two. away in, like, four years anyway. <laughs> right. like, come on. I randomly kept two, and, and, and I sent two to Tommy. And I put a, a Belgian blonde, probably Redemption, in it, which yeah. we have in the fermenter now coming out in a week or two. 
and um, and Lauren Salazar, who runs the barrel the Sarah, program yeah. there, she was out visiting us, and she goes, "Hey, whatever happened to those barrels?" <laughs> and I and I, I was, she goes, "Can I see them?" So we took them into the her and whoever she was with into the barrel room, and she sees one, and she's like crying and cursing. Peter Bucard at the same time. Wow. And it's PH1. Ah, yes. The storied PH1. And so, and I didn't know until a couple years after Rare Barrel opened that that's what they named the Rare Barrel Barrel after. I had no idea about that. Yeah. I almost had tears when when I was told that story. Yeah, what a circle. Yeah. And, And so the barrel is now being passed around. It's and, back to Peter. Do you know? Did you? And, I, I just tasted a beer out of it the other day. Yeah. Uh, uh, just folks, if you want the story of PH One and um, and the Rare Barrel's name, just search the Rare Barrel on the Brewing Network. Go listen to their episode, and you'll you'll he- you're here. You'll hear about that. It's a great uh, story. Actually, I would just email and, Vinny directly, and, and he Vinny will he type it answer. out to, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But the the barrel the. The Rare Barrel guys delivered it back to Peter, yep. and it's now in his new brewery. Yep. Um, As in, it should be in Fort Collins. Yeah, getting getting the treatment. Yeah, and I tell Jay from the Rare Barrel, um, and and I think he finally saw the movie. I said, "Have you seen the movie The Red Violin? Have you seen it?" Yes. The Red Violin, and the, so the Rare Barrel is the Red Violin of oh, the craft the beer, beer industry. Beer. It's true. And, and Sam Jackson does such a good job in that in that <laughs> role, and he's the 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 uh, what's his role? He's like valuing the uh, the, the appraiser. He's the appraiser. Thank you. Yes. And um, anyways, that's the that's. That's PH one. It's the rare barrel that's being now passed around, and and if, and if I you, hope it goes on for generations. I do too, and I and like it needs a website now. It does. Where is PH one? Yeah. It needs a Twitter account. Yeah. I'll yeah. talk to Jay and Alex so, to see if we get that set up. But uh, so bear with its own backstory. Yeah. yeah. But 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 I was saying that this beer now is a lot less sour than it was in the early days. In the early days, it was bracingly sour. The first I time I remember that. I made, so it would have been batch two. Um, a friend of our, a friend of ours, and I were in Belgium, and I took a bottle to Cantillon to have them taste it. Yeah, that's like taking the Pope holy water. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, I would never do that. And and they tasted it, and and it was weird. It's like they were like, oh, "Are you going to bring your American lambic?" I mean, I would never put that on the label, and they didn't mean it directly. Sure, yeah. But um, but it was cool having having them taste my very first spontaneous beer, and, and it was, it was inspired what, by them. What was their feedback? It was too sour. Yeah, okay. but they didn't they didn't spit it out. Now, did they say something like you easily could have blended out the sourness if you did if you did the one, two, and three year? Thing, like we told you, or did they just think it had fermented too sour? It uh, just fermented too sour. Okay. And at the time, because of the process, it was always going to be sour. But okay. Now the way we do it, it's because that's the fun. beauty of the blending, mm-hmm. right? Like you could have taken one that had maybe was less yeah. sour or yeah. younger, and and, and, we, we, and we definitely see that now with like nine batches. Okay. Now, yeah, it. yeah. But I, but I like that that we're doing it our own way. Yeah. And that I like even once we get the new cool ship going. Yeah. I don't want to just adhere to the tradition. Of three, two, and one. If I want that, I'll go out to your fridge. And I saw a, a bone, I think, out there in your fridge. Yeah, there you might know? be. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this, and, and especially speaking of the of the new brewery, you know, Jean from Cantillon, he used to say, I don't know if he says it anymore, but like if he that if he moved breweries without all the shit on the wall to make mm-hmm. his beer what it is, his beer would change. Mm-hmm. And you guys have been making these beers in, in the pub. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I assume in the barrels are, are, are held at the production facility. Yeah. 
but now everything is going to go to the new facility. Are you afraid the beer is going to change because you don't have all the same stuff? Bugs and critters? Yeah. I, you know, um, so when we do our barrel beers, the Britannomyces we pitch is a, it's a pitch quantity. It's a cell count that okay. we do. It's so many, you know, cells per milliliter, million cells, two million, whatever it is for that beer. Got it. But the bacteria is the dregs from Sinambic barrels, which comes from the pub. So all the souring that happens at FC, the production brewery, is dregs that we grow from up from those barrels from those barrels okay. so it's we, a nursery there at the pub basically. and it'll continue to be that i never thought of it that way <laughs> but our yeah. barrel room that little 200 square feet is a nursery right. room that's the babies cool. are born. sometimes yeah. in more ways than one and, then, yeah. and it'll, it'll supply yeah. windsor with those same it will it will, it will. and you know, it's funny i was talking to uh some of the uh, guests out here earlier at the hop grenade and yeah, we apologize for them no, no no no, no. <laughs> they were asking me about we were talking about the sour beers and the funk and 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 i and he it was, i basically said like as the as our bacteria house culture changes so do our beers okay we don't have our our funky sour bacteria culture banked anywhere got it it's it's oh. as it changes our oh. beers change and that's fine right yeah. i mean it's, I mean, the it's beers how you want are things. wild yeah, yeah. So. they still are similar to me though so i i actually do maybe now just because you mentioned it i remember beatification being very sour yeah but now you know every time i open a bottle i know oh that's it tastes like beatification yeah. it still has of course that, it's going to be different similar yeah. base and and for the other ones temptation consecration and supplication yeah. those are like 90 percent the same because we do very much treat them like a batch of beer okay but we but it but if you think about it the bacteria is still being it's going to do its thing it's still being grown at the pub through our nursery okay nursery, yeah. <laughs> all right because i can't keep you two all night as much as i'd like to yep. let's talk about this next beer too yeah. um and then i want to learn more about the brewery and when it might be open and and also what kind of playground you're building for me to come play in because i'm sure it's not just a brewery in a tiny little little tasting room <laughs> uh, so i want to learn about that but before our beer warms up too much what's the next beer in our glass finney shadow of a doubt okay so this is a imperial porter i'm a i'm a huge fan of porters okay. first beer we ever brewed at russian river Ave at corbell in 1997 it was, was our russian river porter really that was, yeah that was a, a delicious beer i remember going up to corbell to get it and then we had it in six packs yeah at more beer nice we used to buy it at yep. more beer yep. and i was like oh my god yeah. how is nobody buying this? like was, nobody knew about it that was back in the day when i was delivering too mm-hmm. and I was that's the first time i met you was in corbell you were like hosing yeah. down the yeah. the floor and i was like oh, i can't wait to drink this more of this beer dude and, and, and six packs so, yeah. and we have great. we have it on right now at the pub and um, it has a really soft spot in my heart, the Russian River Porter. I love that. But beer. this is not just a porter. But though, this is, is the Imperial Porter. It's nine and a half percent alcohol. It's called Shadow of a Doubt. Why? Uh, well, for any film noir fans out there, Alfred Hitchcock was a big fan of filming on location, and he loved Sonoma County. And he filmed, uh, of course, The Birds, and then another kind of lesser-known film called Shadow of a Doubt. Ah. I think it was 1943. And so he filmed a lot of it on location in Santa Rosa. Nice. And, um, and Birds was done there, too? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and so uh, so the uh, the old train station that's right down in Railroad Square um, along the Smart Rail yeah. um, now uh, was also in the film along with the old Courthouse Square, which is where our brewery is located. 
located. And so because we cool. we love old films and we love porters and uh, we love history. Um, but yeah. he always wanted to make a dark beer um, after this film called Shadow of a Doubt. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was Hitchcock's favorite movie he ever made. Really? And he said because it brought family and murder and mayhem together. <laughs> and that was his line, paraphrase. Wow. That sounds very Hitchcocky. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. And he loved, it was his favorite, like if you Google Hitchcock's favorite movie, okay. it'll bring up Shadow of a Doubt. Well, now i got to watch it, too. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's great, great. It's okay. a good great thriller. movie. <laughs> and, and the old house that the family is based around was just like a few blocks from the from the house that we just moved from we used to live in pretty close to downtown yeah and um and yeah it's still there and the bar that they they show used to be a restaurant i think it was flavor uh, was, oh, like was the bar. yeah and the bar was called till two like what a great name for a bar <laughs> yes you know, you know till two that so, so that's the, a perfect name <laughs> Just, we're going yeah. till two. Yeah. <laughs> no, but where are you going? Till two. Til well, two. how are you going to be there? Till oh, two. Til, yeah. <laughs> That's really good. So, so, Vinny, how do you make a good porter? What, what are the elements of a good porter? So, um, yeast. <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah. Now, I, I say the difference between a porter and a stout is a stout is roasted barley. A porter is more chocolate, chocolate. malt. You can um, use Debittered, like the Wireman Carafa Three, is a great malt that has the husk removed. Mm-hmm. So, what's um, the point of it's that? A soft, so, the husk is what carries a lot of the astringency okay. in dark malt when they roast it. Roast so, if you do a, a dehusked malt, the Belgians do it uh, as well. Um, you end up with a really soft quality. So, this is chocolate malt, but also a good amount of Wireman uh, Carafa Three dehusked malt. De-husk. Okay, and, and you can you can get that as a homebrewer. Yeah, yeah. can't you? Yeah. Pretty Absolutely. easily. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. And then and then there's a good amount of uh, special B in it, oh, which, yeah? which which carries over from the Russian River IPA. Yeah. And then um, our secret ingredient. No one's listening, right? No, nope. so. nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody's writing this down. Just no. us. I'm barely Just listening, us. so yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. hanging on there. Yep. It's a small um, 70,000. It's uh, honey malt. Honey malt. Oh, yeah. yeah. 1%. Wow, that is pretty old school. Percent. We make the beer once a year. I don't remember. You don't. Ish. <laughs> no, I don't know. Probably 5%. Not He's a lot. He's full of shit, by the way. He but, knows exactly uh, what yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the brewery every off, day. Huh? He knows exactly what it is. I was, I was what in, percent is special be I was in Belgium once, and um, it was that trip with, with Sam and yeah. Rob and Found Adam. Found a trip to die for. And, um, or to die during. And, <laughs> yeah. Or after. <laughs> and so uh, we, were, we were within a... Italian beer writer Kowalska. His name is Lorenzo de Bova, and um, of course it is. And he um, <laughs> he did this a lot with his hands. He yeah, shook exactly his hand a lot. Right. Yeah, he said the you know you, if you ask a Belgian Belgian brewer do you use spices, they'll say no. But if you rephrase the question. It's like, what percentage of coriander do you use in your beer? <laughs> yeah. oh, They'll right. be like, oh, well, it's blah, 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 blah. Interesting. You know? So it's all how you ask the question. That makes huh. sense. Well, and let me, I just want to put a fine point on the special B2. And again, I'm going to have to oh. use my memory here, which apparently is fading. Don't plug you in, dude. I thought it was tasty and maybe some other here's talking about, on the show, talking about being careful with special B, that it could end up with some too much sweetness, a little bit cloying. Am I hearing that? Or am I remembering that right about that particular well, malt? Well, big statement is raisin character. Yeah. And, 
Okay. And if you taste this, it has a little bit of a raisin character. Yeah, which is what that's not excessive. It's because yeah. it's just a little bit. It's probably like two or three percent. Okay. So, but the unique thing about special B is like it's roasted twice. I mean, think about the Belgians. They fry their fries twice. So why <laughs> wouldn't they roast them all twice? Good. You, you know what? You're right. I like that. <laughs> okay. So does special B go into some of the darker Belgian beers? So special B for us goes into Salvation, which mm-hmm. is our. Belgian dark strong. Okay. Goes into consecration. Right. Dark ale, barrel aged sour. Yeah. And then our two porters. So, and the, but over in Belgium, like, would it go into oh. like a double? Or oh, yeah. Like Good a quad? Question. Yeah, it would go into some of the darker. So, so hence Belgian the kind beers. of more raisiny characteristics yeah. that you would yeah. get from some of those beers. Okay. So, some of those things that you, you actually want is what I was saying people yeah. might be worried mm-hmm. about. But, but you're right. Whoever said it, you originally tasty or sounds like a doc thing. thing. Or actually, yeah. it sounds like a John Plisse. Oh, okay, thing. I like just remember, and maybe, maybe just were... a little bit because if, if you do use too much, yeah, you know it. Mm-hmm. When you, no, when I you know what. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Bastion has that character. Yeah, so. maybe it was even in discussion of that. I just remember at some point people saying, "Just avoid special B because you can get in trouble." But in all of these beers that I really that. like, people yeah. are putting special that's B like, in. That's so. like saying like. You know, saffron. Yeah. Like if you use too much, yeah, saffron's not. It's gonna, awful. Yeah, and just a little bit is, okay. is really nice. I love special B. Okay. And um, what kind of yeast in this it. in this beer? Are you, you like Cal Ale? California Ale yeah. yeast for anything non-Belgium other than our STS pills. Okay. Which is what I started with um, here tonight. tonight. Yeah. Yep. Which was going to be a full-time beer when we... Oh, great. Oh, nice. That's cool. Bottles and kegs. Because you'll have space to, to be yeah. able to lager. And, and a okay. couple of open-top fermenters. Okay. So, oh, really? Why open-top for lagers? You know, the a lot a lot of brewers and people that know a lot about beer will tell you that, oh, it's only op- open-tops for ales. Yeah. But I think that a really good lager can be open top fermented or you can improve your lager even more so because you're already taking a beer that's super delicate and now you add like no static pressure because there's no lid on the top you're giving it a wide surface area you're giving yourself the ability to skim all those little particulates and whatnot off the the foam so these these tanks that we're buying we have six open top fermenters coming from gresser and they're all one-to-one ratio, so they're as wide as they are tall. Yeah. They do still have cones on the bottom if we want to pull yeast. The bottom of these six tanks are all in one cellar, and then the tops are in their, each of their own room, so two wow. per room. And then, and, and then they've got yeast collectors next to it with the, a hole cut out in the side of each of the open tops. For when a, you skim? With a little shoot. Top crop. Yep, that you can top crop. So you're in there skimming, or it happens automatically if, oh, right. if, if it's filled to the right level. Mm. Yeah. And we've... we've overflows in. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. It overflows down this little chute slide, if yeah. you will. Yeah, And then it goes into a small yeast collector, which is also chilled, that's hanging and suspended from the floor. And then from there, we can either pitch to another tank or go to a, 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 a yeast uh, brink. Is that a custom and, deal, that, or was that in existence and you said, I want that? Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like it was what? another brewery doing this. Doesn't Anchor do something like that? I think. Not no, with no. The, no, not with the ability to just auto top crop. I thought there's only there's only two other. Huh. So the company's Gresser. I'll let Natalie talk about Gresser. They're an amazing family. Okay. Tank builder. Yeah, they're um, uh, what 
third, fourth generation. Uh, Sandra Gresser is now running the company. She's uh, taking it over from her dad, Christian. And uh, they make they specialize in open-top fermentation vessels. Uh, okay. From what I understand, we're only the third brewery in America yep. to have these tanks made. You guys want to guess nice. who are the other two? Oh, um, God, you're stumping me. I'm supposed to ask the questions. <laughs> who's a great, who's a great, uh, Firestone Walker? No. no. Really? No. Because they're getting into loggers he now. He only dreams of it. <laughs> He's a hack. He's a hack. August Shell. August no. Yingling, but no. All right, we'll, yeah. we'll just tell you. Yeah. So, uh, New Glarus. New Glarus, that's yeah. what I meant. New Glarus yeah. and uh, Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. That was the other one I meant. <laughs> I actually was going to say Sierra, but Ken, I was like, are too. they going to do enough Ken of that? Ken has the exact same type that we're getting in. Okay. Okay. Which has Same the, size, though? I thought his were smaller. Uh, his are actually probably a little bigger because they're, they're double batch. Oh, right. Um, but we have six, and Ken only has two. Oh, look at you. So they're <laughs> one right. up and... That's the only That's right. time we can yeah. one up him. Well, he has a jet, and he gives you the middle finger every time he flies over Santa Rosa <laughs> well, on his way to... There's that. <laughs> <laughs> Can we uh, dump our toilet, please, in the air? <laughs> <laughs> but this design with yeah. the with the shoot to capture, it was something they presented to you, and you said, "I got to have that." Or did you help develop this? I guess is because I never heard anything like it. No, I, we didn't help develop. Okay, it. all right. I, no, it's, no. You know what? I I actually had an open top fermenter at Blind Pig in my first Whoa. brewery in Southern California. Yeah. It was open. So you couldn't to the, afford a lid. Huh? It was open. To the brewery. That's actually probably true. Right. Get out the saran wrap. It was open to the brewery. Okay. And, and we made, ironically, I fermented a porter in it. Oh. And it was called, even more ironic, ironically, Santa Rosa Plateau Porter. <laughs> and there is a nature preserve um, south uh, or no, which uh, north of Temecula where the brewery was. And... It that was, was the Santa name. Rosa Plateau. Okay. And so, anyway. Did you know you'd ever end up in Santa Rosa at that no. point? No. Wow. No. And, and a friend of ours was a, a docent or volunteer up there. Okay. So, anyways, we um, that was it. But it was open-top fermented there. And I always love open-top fermenters. I love tank geometry, the, the ratio. Most mm-hmm. fermenters are a ratio of once wide to two and a half or three times tall. Yeah. And when you change that to a one-to-one ratio... It changes everything, oh. all the character of the beer. Wow. Um, the way the yeast moves I mean, around, they, the pressures. And all. They say that Dupont Saison will only work in a an open top fermenter. Really? Kind of, and, that's, and that's why you. That's why that yeast is supposed to be fermented at like ninety degrees or something. Wow. Um, and anyways, we're going to test that out. I'll let you know. In a <laughs> okay. But but the but I think like you can take a delicate beer like a Pilsner or a Helles and make it even better. Um, we we went to this brewery called Berk. In um, in Germany, it's somewhere in the middle of the country. I don't remember the the specific town, but they ferment. Uh, I think all of their Hellas in an open top. Okay, and it is like one of the best beers, and the best for me. My favorite German beer is um, Schönrammer. It's down well, on that. the border of the of the Austrian uh, border in Germany. Okay, and uh, Eric Toft is an American who's been brewing in Germany for twenty years now. And that was the trip when we when I was when we were there, mm-hmm. and uh, we came home, and I said to Natalie, "We're making a true yeah. pilsner." Okay, that's what did it. That for was a birth of STS. Yeah. Every beer, every every beer that's brewed at Schönram yeah. is open top, and Eric Toff mm-hmm. is, okay. is amazing. We spent still, like all day there. Just okay, really, it was like we couldn't get him to leave. It was like <laughs> fascinating. It is happy place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, is that why you fell in love with Vinny? Because he he came to mm-hmm. you one day and was like, "Listen, I really love tank geometry." <laughs> 
cropping. <laughs> and you were like, like open top and top cropping. Yeah, and you were like, Vinny, don't don't stop. <laughs> exactly. You, you had me at geometry. What if I was a a, uh, a triple decocted Belgian triple? What what uh, ratio yeah. would tank would I be in, Vinny? That oh, was it. Tell me. That was what did it. <laughs> I actually because it's just working got for lucky. me. I mean, I you know. Well, I'm I just wanna, I, now now that we're into this, I want to talk about the planning of the brewery and what we can expect. Yeah, what other so kind of unique things are you yeah, doing? Exactly. Yeah. So it sounds like you've spent some time through your travels, like figuring out what kind of fermenters, and obviously not just a bunch of tanks that you lined up outside, like another giant production facility. <laughs> so tell me about some cool things. And I also want to know about, like, from a guest perspective. Yeah, what's the experience going to be? Because like? I'm sure you're building me, like, a playground yeah. that I can come hang Absolutely. out at. Yes, we are. You know. um, so the new brewery is um, it's going to be about 85,000 square feet. Jesus. Footprint. Uh, but it's a one-stop shop. Yeah, Jesus. Wow. That's what we say every day. Yeah. <laughs> you should in. tell them the story about us walking around after the... Uh, walking? Oh, get after a, the, uh, get after a bicycle. The, uh, Golf so cart. in December, um, so our, we, we bought our brew house and all of our, um, most of our tanks from Zeman in um, Germany. Okay. Um, upon recommendation from some... Uh, very well-respected brewers in our country. And, and just, uh, can you give me like a, a quick synopsis on that? Is, is the recommendation because they're they last longer? Because they're they... they're the best. Okay. So like um, their fermenters are they're the, the best. best. So like everything you see at Sierra Nevada, yeah, Sierra Nevada, Ballast Point, so our friend Yusuf, New, um, New Belgium, Firestone. You know, they're all those are all okay. Allagash, buying. You know, those so are all quality wise. They're quality. John Key, rock solid. Cool. And Every, all the other, everything about it is good. Best okay. of the best. Yeah. Okay. And so, so we uh, we decided to to go with Zeman for both the brew house as well as the fermenters. And what's funny is that if we didn't buy the brew house, I'm pretty sure they would have said, "I'm sorry, but all of your fermenters and bright beers are far too small for us to uh-huh. be able to handle because they they oh. make." Giant tanks for Mexican breweries and Pilsner Kell. Pilsner and, Kell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, giant, giant tanks for really, really big breweries our, that nobody's even ever heard our, of. Our sometimes. tanks they're making for us are like yeast brinks for these other breweries. Really? Exactly. These are our fermenters. Oh, and these are big. And these are the smallest they make, is what you're saying. Yeah, and these are they, 200 barrels. They don't even or, make these. Uh, they just our, made them for us. Oh, I see. <laughs> our okay, smallest wow. is a single batch, so it's going to net like 60 or 70 barrels. 67. But I mean, okay. Perfect. Which is batch. really, really small for them. So, so we were able to kind of do this bundle deal, and we got all of our fermentation and bright beer tanks as well as the um, brew house from them. And so in December, the brew house arrived. Um, it was actually pretty fun. It was pretty close to my birthday when the uh, when the ship came under the Golden Gate. I don't know if you saw my post. I, <laughs> I did see your post. post. Yeah. Super dorky. So there's this I app. I thought I used that same app you used. I saw it. I get to see it. I, yeah, I, yeah. So there's this app called Marine Traffic, yeah. and so you can watch your ship. Come wow. so we we, we currently have a ship, Good the Star Lizafjord, off the coast of Mexico, making its way up the west coast with the with the rest of our equipment. And we've got the cool. Venice we got the Venice Bridge coming in too. That's coming wow. in with a little yeah. bit of stuff on it. Yeah. And the uh, so so I went down. I was watching it, and so I went down the day it looked like it was going to come in to the Marin Headlands. Yeah, and I sat there for three hours taking oh pictures of tourists and yeah. you know just like talking on the phone and blah 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 whatever. And Hoping then finally, the and I'm watching this. Show Ship, like it's so far away, and it's just like watching a, a pot of water boil. <laughs> and if you don't look away, yeah. it never moves. Right? going the other direction. <laughs> so had to find something else to it, do. It took It'd be forever. It took so long, and so I watched this ship coming along the horizon for like three hours, and then finally. 
I took a turn towards the Golden Gate Bridge, and all of a sudden I realized it was hauling ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm out there with my nice camera, and I'm like snapping pictures, snapping pictures, because I'm waiting for the money shot, the money shot. It's a beautiful day, and yeah. the money shot, of course, is going under the Golden Gate. Of, of course, course, two tourists come up to me. Oh. <laughs> like, excuse me, could you take our picture? I'm all, not now! No. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm clearly busy. Minutes. She's yeah. really into and her Golden Gate Bridge. She's been taking pictures all day of people. Tourists. Could yeah. you imagine? Someone's like... Why the hell is she taking a picture of a ship going like? Yeah, she's yeah. crazy. She's a nut job. This yeah. one. I'm doing a calendar. Thirty here in sixty-five days of ships. <laughs> yeah. So go. I got I got the money shot. I got some really beautiful pictures of the ship going under the Golden Gate. Nice. I mean, you don't know our brew house is on it. We just that's knew what it. Matt Brennelson yeah. said. So so John Mallet from Bells. Yeah. Matt Brennelson. Yeah. Firestone. Yeah. You don't have to say from Firestone on this show. I don't Matt. think you so. You just say yeah. Matt. Yeah. Anyways, the three of us always like bounce around pictures of what we call brewer porn. Okay. It's like yeah. whenever we're putting cool tanks into our breweries. Uh, and yeah. I sent a picture of that to Matt, and Matt goes, how do I know your brew house is on that? And I'm like, yeah, he's calling you on that shit. <laughs> I could, I'm going to no, see. our TV is on that. We Matt, and I, Matt and I think alike. When I saw you, because I, I saw your post, I was like, I don't know. Does she really know it's on that damn boat? I'm a skeptic. It was. Okay. It was. And the reason I know is because it ended up showing up in Windsor cool. the next week. <laughs> so I was pretty sure it was the right ship. Yeah. Yeah. So so the brew house shows up, and, and what was really kind of cool was the brew house was arriving at the same moment, literally the same moment, the first wall panel went up. Oh. And so the, uh. the first truck was pulling in with one of the vessels while a wall was being erected. Yeah, and right. so it was just like this <laughs> moment yeah. of like, just, I don't know where to be, I don't know where to go, I don't know where to look yeah. right now. And it was just such an exciting day. That's and cool. just running around crazy. And then uh, over the course of the next, what, two or three days, um, all the vessels were dropped because we have a basement uh, for the brew house. And so the, all the legs are down in the basement so I that see. when you drive in, it's all um, the top of the vessels are at ground level. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It only costs us like... Several million dollars no, to get everything sunk in. It was really yeah. stupid, no but like what it's it, beautiful. I'm being serious. What is it like? Three stories below ground? They have it's to about, dig. Um, Fifteen feet. Fifteen feet. Oh, Eighteen, yeah. okay. including almost the, two stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah eighteen yeah. if you count the three foot sub above oh, floor, the, the concrete, the, the footing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> did they need to make it that thick? There's yeah. there's like four million pounds of concrete in just that section of the building, and another like two hundred fifty thousand pounds of steel. Oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I'm just—I'm going to tell you how I know without even knowing what this number was. We put in a stupid indoor/outdoor fireplace at our Hop Grenade in Fort Collins. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's not stupid. It's stupid when I got the bill. It uh, could be both, dude. It's true. You're yeah. right. Thank you. I'm beautiful and stupid. But because my partners wanted like real rock face all over the fucking thing, and it looks amazing. By the way, you should go see it. No. They had, to do, they had to do all this footing, like, oh, right, yeah. to hold the... Yeah. My fucking fireplace cost me $30,000 or some yeah, ridiculous I'm, thing. So I'm whatever, not surprised. Right. So whatever you guys are talking about here, I'm like, my yeah. my little fireplace, it's this big. Yeah. But we're, trying was, to, we're, trying to, we're trying to put a fireplace in. We, Don't it's do actually it. Natalie's part of the brewery. She's trying to put a fireplace in our pub. It's probably going to cost that much. It's going to cost that it's much. It's crazy. But if your fireplace in Colorado was actually located in California, there would have to be some sort of structural engineering oh, and earthquake yeah, yeah. retrofitting. Yeah, and this oh, whole, that's true. 
old okay. ordeal, and it would have been a forty-five thousand dollars. Okay, good point. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm just saying, yes, I understand. And those of you who so have quit big your dreams, pity, blah blah blah. <laughs> oh my God. Put that thing in your bar here. <laughs> yeah, we need another one here. <laughs> now tell me oh, about man. what about the restaurant and tasting room situation? Because yes. uh-huh. my understanding was that. One thing you were excited about is that maybe the locals can have their pub back downtown yeah. so that the rest of us can go to this <laughs> destination. Well, I think that was kind of one of the major driving forces was that the, the pub was just so busy that, you know, we would run into customers we haven't seen in a long time. And, and we'd say, gosh, you know, we haven't seen you in a long time. And they'd say, well, you know, I can't get in anymore, right. so I don't yeah. go there anymore. And, and I think for me and Vinny, that just really started to, yeah. to resonate with us and sure. that, they, you know, they to love coming to the pub, but I mean, I think that Yogi Berra had a famous thing like, you know, I, I used to go there, but it's too busy. It's too busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we just, we really, I mean, aside from, you know, some other personal things that we wanted to you sure. know, make a little more beer, make better beer, but more importantly, um, you know, give more access to customers. Our it's your customers. community. Those are your friends. You yeah. They, and, yeah. you know, the locals are just as important, if not, you know, more so than the tourists they and they, who come the, from all over the world. And, you know them by name. A lot you know, of them. We do. Yeah. And and so it was, we just thought, you know, if, if we build a new brewery, it will help relieve some pressure from yeah, downtown. Yeah. And we're really hoping to give, you know, the downtown pub back to the locals, but also have it be really, really different from the Windsor Brewery. Okay. So that... The menu is totally different. So our pizza downtown is great. It's excellent even if you like pizza. I agree. But we're not doing pizza in Windsor. We're going to have more of a a high-end, you know, comfort food pub menu. So we'll have a really good burger from the meat, you know, from the farmer to whom we give our spent grains. And and then we'll have, you know, double fried fries and really nice To go with our special B-Mall. Yeah, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So it's going to be a totally different menu at the new pub. Um, We're going to offer... Uh, self-guided tours as well oh. as uh, reservation um, guided tours. Nice. So we've that's been an incredible part of the whole design yeah. and cost of this project. Yeah. Uh, we'll also have a gift shop that's not uh, a tiny little afterthought in our in our <laughs> pub. Yeah. <laughs> um, so people can come in very easily and get bottles and whatever they want to go. You awesome. guys just quickly have done great with your tiny little afterthought. Thank in you. fact, Natalie, I try. We have we have even less space here. But whenever I'm thinking about retail branding, I actually think about what you've done. At yeah, that we pub. took uh, at a very difficult time, a very busy time. We took 16 seats out to yeah. put in a gift shop, and yeah. it was probably the smartest thing we've ever done because yeah. so many of our customers want to go. They want right. bottles and growlers and t-shirts and hats and stuff to go, which has ended up being a pretty large part of our our business. And, right. it, and it's a lot easier for the customer as well because not everybody wants to hang out. Um, you know, and, and stand in line at the bar to get some growlers to go. So no, just come in and get it. It's yeah. definitely been a, an improvement on the customer service. And you two have advised for years that brewers pay attention to their retail side like that. That yeah. it can really make a difference. And so, yeah, whenever I was thinking about stuff here or the other place, I always look at what you've done because it's a small space, but you put you put it first in the sense of make sure our customers have access to this. Yeah, and I, we've, we listen to our customers. Yeah. And, you know, they're complaining about not being able to get a growler complaining about this and that and so we're trying 
to um, take everything that we've heard over the years and and do our best to accommodate that at the new brewery. For example, we're offering tours. Right. <laughs> Probably yeah. one of the top three biggest requests is when we have nowhere safe to take anybody in right. either brewery either right brewery. now. I yeah. can't wait to give the tour, though. I've given a few tours. The, the tour, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but you're different. You know, tasty, tasty walking <laughs> into our brewery. He's got like, he's like the mayor of Russian River Brewery. Right. He's got I know. a key. He just walks in. Everybody knows him. Yeah. Like somehow even our new employees even know who Tasty is. It's funny. I'll poke uh, my head in the back door, and they're like, who the fuck are you? We're closed. And Tasty, I built Tasty. And he can walk in there like he owns the place. (laughs) He made me the man I am. Built him. I was going to say, though, the cool thing about our guided tour at the Newbury is it's like a full-on sensory experience. You're going to walk in. There's tasting bars along the way. What? Wow. And then you're going to like be on the brew deck. You're going to taste malt and smell hops. You're going to look right into the lab and go up the spiral staircase and then look down onto the brew house. Wow. And you walk around. You're going to be next to the open top fermenters, and you'll smell the fermentation happening. And then you're going to go into the next room, and it's going to be the the, the bubbling of the, the cylindroconical tanks wow. bubbling away. In the next room, you're going to go into the packaging hall. And it's going to be the you know the the clinking of that? the yeah, oh, yeah of the bottles, the yeah. clink of the bottles, and 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 there's a tasting bar there, so you're going to be able to taste like the freshest Pliny ever. Wow! And then you're going to end up in the funky brewery and taste whatever sour beer of the day is. That's and, so. And cool. So like we want the tour to be totally. We I, I keep telling whether it's contractors on the job site or just guests and friends at the public. We want we want you to experience Russian River like we experience it every day. Like That's a perfect model. That's a great goal. Yeah. So we, were, we had a meeting with Adele and Peter, who are part of our brain trust on the construction side, on Friday in um, Natalie's office at Ferdinand Court. And we had cans of uh, Slovenia beer mm-hmm. from, Slovenia from Slovenia. Beer. Slovenia. Okay. Hoppy beer from a hop grower that makes beer. And then we were drinking rum Mexico as well. And we walked out as we were done. And I said, hear that? And it was the bubbling of a fermenter. I said, that's what we want when we walk into this. part of the experience. Tier. I want that a part of the experience. <laughs> that's very <laughs> cool. Anyways. How many square feet, If just because I'm curious, you know, what can people expect? Because right now, right, we kind of wait in line to get into the pub. 80, yeah. 85,000. Uh, well, no, not the of the pub. tasting room, for God's sake. That. <laughs> now, if Jeez. you told me that, I'd be like, Jesus, no, Vinny. No, that's too big. <laughs> the, the pub is going to seat about 180 people, cool. but we also have a very large outdoor area. Okay. Um, and we'll have um, a cool patio that's going to have what's called a nano wall system so there'll be like accordion glass doors and windows that will open and that space will be kind of its own space that's um sectioned off from the pub so we would be able to allow pets out there cool Um, there'll be a bar that people can walk up to when they're out in the um kind of the garden area um we'll have like terraced you know gardens and landscaping and some stuff where people can you know get a beer and go walk around out there where we'll allow pets on leashes and nice and stuff we'll have tons of bicycle parking as well as motorcycle parking because we we do like two wheels (laughs) yes and want to and cycling is really really popular as well as motorcycling um, you know, in the Northern California, North Bay area in particular. For sure. Um, it will have about two acres of free parking, which is okay. very, very important to our customers. Right, so, we were, so we were driving <laughs> yeah. in today. I guess Never been in downtown Concord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was okay. really nice. Very first, charming. First Thank off, um, free parking. Yep. Very nice. Yeah. 
But are there a lot of old people that live here? Uh, and homeless. Because the signs yes. are like No, There's a new thing they put in Amazing. place. There's a retirement home like right right there, right next to the parking, one of the parking garages. For those yeah. of us that are getting old, they have like four inch letters on those things. Yeah, yeah. Most Although, towns, when you're like driving around, like, where's If I know, so. I think it shouts this, at you if you have a, a listening disabled thing. It's it actually, yeah. yeah. Salvio Street! All of this is true about our signs, but I don't think that that was the reason. Concord did it. I mm. think Concord Concord's a great city, by the way, and a great city to do business in. It's a charming little downtown. Yeah. Just like Windsor. A yeah. great town to do business well, in. Well, there you go. Like, the city's just cool. But I think their marketing team sometimes is a little fucking weird, and I guarantee you that the size of those signs was a total accident. <laughs> yeah. They hit the button wrong on the submit, uh, you know, when they ordered from like, e-signs or yeah. whatever. I was like, dude, that is too... And I think the, the, but it does have a great side benefit. Yeah. But, yeah. I think the lettering is maybe the same, but the fonts wider and the sign is bigger and yes. so everything just looks bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sign size is bigger. Yeah. Magnified the yeah. whole sign. But as my listeners know, my eyes are going fast. Like uh, I didn't wear glasses in our first interview, Vinny. Neither did I. Uh, oh. right? <laughs> but here we, we are. And so I'm appreciating the signs too. I just think it was an accident. That was not a <laughs> knock on no, I Concord. Yeah. That was actually no, a uh, pat on the back. No, I can always turn a, a pat on the back into we, a knock. That's we, my uh, we were very appreciative of you know, we've gotten older <laughs> and eyesight has gone. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, come to Concord. <laughs> you can see wetter here. Yeah. Yeah. Come well, to Concord, know where you're going. Here, here's where we're at. Uh, it's like 8.30. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. you guys got to go. Uh, so we can do this. I can wrap it up right now. We can take a quick break and then do listener questions when we come back. I think, and we, do should. Another, I think we should do that. Can you handle yeah. that? And finish. Oh, yeah. and finish. Is STS still on? Yeah. Because we ran out of Happy Hops. Let me double check. We were going to oh, do did, Happy did, Hops. Uh, did Mike have the last one? And Blind Pig ran out of that. Oh, Mike Hops, had yeah. the last one. How's, how's STS looking there? Hang on, hang on, hang on, STS. Uh, we're good. We're good on STS. I so think we, we should finish, finish with that. STS. I'm happy to I do that. I love STS. Okay. Then, quick before the break, when are you guys, because we've been talking so much about the construction, mm-hmm. when are you thinking we might open? Uh, get fall. to see you? I think it's safe to say at this point we'll be open by October, November. Okay. That's your original target date, so you guys are on schedule. That's because we've been, like, we, we had no um, vision mm-hmm. of that this was going to be on time. Uh, you didn't? So we gave you a date <laughs> that was so far off. Oh, I see. So you doubled whatever you thought. <laughs> you guys are kind of hardcore. I don't like, know. you know, the two of you come across as, like, really laid back about no, it. No, they're business. But I have a feeling that you two are pretty, like, We're I pretty would, intense. I wouldn't want to work yeah. for you, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I feel I don't like know. you guys are intense. I don't know about that. I know that. people who work for them. Forever. Forever. Wait, wait. Forever. Let, let, me say, let me say it a different way. I don't know that I'd want to be your contractor. Like, that oh. kind of. <laughs> That's fair. I think your employees are stoked. You guys run a great company. I wouldn't want to be your contractor. That's probably yeah. true. That's okay. a fair statement right now. Yeah. Are you saying because your personality doesn't work with their work ethic? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm the same as them in yeah. what I want. Right. But I'm a big sissy about asking for it. Yeah. So. When I come across as laid back, I'm actually just laid back. Right. But internally, I'm like, guys, we I asked it for it this way. I thought we were going to get this done. Uh, I spelled this out for you, and it's still... But then when it comes to it, I'm like, all right, well, things happen. We'll just figure it out. I, I, I'm just the opposite. I'm yeah. like, should I have said that? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I tend <laughs> so to... You say it first and then ask second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, I ask... But I've learned yeah, yeah. with email, don't hit send. Uh, that I have learned, too. You mean uh, reread? Yeah, and save it till the next day. Oh, save it. But, you know, you're sitting in a meeting, and I'm like, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. The one time I will do it is in email, and I did learn years ago, 
always wait the 12 hour till the next morning. Uh, There's a reason why Bill Gates created draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All or the whoever other t- did. But in construction, it's important to to be clear. And then hold people accountable. And I'm just guessing you two are kind of good at that. Well, especially when there's a high dollar. Exactly. Like, you know, not like, uh, I don't know, coloring a thing. out of Whatever it is, right? A a graphic design. Like, that's easy change. But if you build a wall two inches short, (laughs) you know. Which which happens. I've had it happen. There's an opening in the brewery somewhere that's about six inches too high for a door. So it's either, either going to be a really high step or yeah. uh, it's going to get cut and it's going to get cut. And ADA uh, won't allow the high step, so we're cutting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got better at it on my on my second project. I had come in and they and they built a wall they weren't supposed to build. And I had my project manager who, who worked for the construction company and the guy on site who's supposed to control that work for the construction company. And I knew what I had asked for. And the guy on site was like, you know, you were a little vague about that, so we, we built the wall. And it's the one time that I was like, bullshit. I was, I was vague about nothing. I told you exactly. Uh, but afterward, I was like, oh, I feel relieved. Because the project manager's like, hey, kid asked for what he asked for, and you didn't do it. Yeah. That's why you should do everything by email. Yeah, yeah. in writing. A Get it in writing. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, we have a whole system getting in writing. <laughs> or well documented. If you have a verbal communication, then you go back and you go, hey, just to reiterate what we talked about. <laughs> yeah, we don't even do that. Actually, no, it's, it's all, just writing. It's, it's all, all email. I mean, we we speak, and then the the final question of the conversation is who will memorialize this? Uh, Sometimes we're in, in the meeting. form of an ASI uh, or even, an RFI. We don't even talk. We email. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just quiet. Yeah. 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 But yeah. nothing. Nothing is. Nothing is yeah. firm until yeah. it's memorialized. It's not until it's on right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. it makes I sense. Didn't, I didn't know the word memorialize until this project. <laughs> you had yeah. millions on the line. Yeah. And until Natalie was like, "Listen, if you don't learn memorialize, we're going to be having your fucking memorial, Vinny. <laughs> right. Everything in writing." <laughs> How did you know? Yep. All right. All right. We're, we're going to take a, a quick break, and when we come back, more with Natalie and Vinny. I'll take your questions. I see a few. In my email, you can call in 888-401-BEER, and uh, we're going to taste a little more beer while we're at it, too. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. To the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash-and-boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company 
is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, Easy oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. got to try it on tap at Moylan's. In Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Brewcasters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever. All right. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you want to make great beer like Vinny and Natalie Chalurzo, make sure you download the Beersmith Brewing software. Go to Beersmith.com and check it out. It'll help you manage your ingredients and your recipes. You can act like a professional. And you get a free 21-day trial. <laughs> and, so, I, and I was told, I'm spacing on the name of the owner of Beersmith. He's going to kill Brad me. Smith. Listen, Brad Smith. He, he said, I saw you once and you said that there's no brewing software that takes into account 
utilization at zero minutes. But Beer oh, Smith does. does. Yes. And he was like totally, and I was like, okay, cool, I stand corrected. Yeah, You're yeah. right. Oh, the guy builds things into it that you don't even know you but that need. But that was that. something that Matt Brendelson and I always were like pissing and moaning about, about yeah. homebrew software, is that you don't take into account that you can actually get like 40 or 50 BUs yeah. Yeah, from a zero-minute yeah. Yeah, addition. And, and Brad was like, I did that. Yeah, and it was like, okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> Beer Smith. Well, he's he's also you, got the pH of the grain, which I like. Yeah. yeah. He has a bit of everything. If you want to try it for yourself, it's a free 21-day trial, so you don't even have to take Brad's word for it. You can go check it out. It works on a PC and a Mac. Just get your free 21-day trial over at Beersmith.com. And then if it doesn't do what Brad says it does... Yeah, and then you're 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 out with nothing. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like supporting the BN. You can send us two bucks, and you might get something out of it. You might not. <laughs> well, you definitely get out, get something out of it. Will you like it? <laughs> that's that's right. the question. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right, so we just have a couple things left to do with these guys. I man, I want to finish my porter. Um, we're we're drinking uh, Janet's Brown Ale right Me here. Me and Vinny are. Did you, are you bring want this? some? Yeah. No. Is, is, do we have a free no. glass here? We haven't. Uh, we I feel bad. I'm sitting next to. A well, brew hero, and we haven't brewed Janice Brown. We're just, just going to have decades. that. Just, Are you going to brew it at the new facility? Now we're talking sure. about it. Well, not the new facility. It's at the pub, I'm sure. Right. Oh, okay. That should be brew pub only, huh? Yeah. We should try it in an open so top. That. We're going to brew it open. Like, what do you think top? about that? You want to try Janice it in an open Brown top? Janice Brown in an open top? All right. Never mind about it only being at the pub. We're making Janice Brown in the open top. going to go big in bottles. Okay. And you want to do whole cone only? Oh, that'd be great. We can do whole cone only at the new brewery. The coolest thing. Can you mash up in the new brewery? Yeah, we can oh. do anything we want in the new brewery. The coolest thing about the um, <laughs> our I brewery, hope, I hope so. <laughs> coolest thing about the new brew house is the hot back, and this is one of the things that sold me on the Zeman um, hot back, or the Zeman brew house with the hot back. Is that we've got this hot back, so we can go kettle hot back kettle, meaning that we can do a whole cone brew all the way while not actually having to add the cones to the kettle, so it makes oh. it easier to unload. Oh, yeah. We can also go kettle. Hot back whirlpool, okay. Or we could go whirlpool, hot back, work cooler to the fermenter, which is how we'll mostly use sure. it to get like a quick blast of hops. Yeah. You can pretty much put it in any combination, and there's piping that's all plumbed in the basement of the brew house, and that is what sold me. And they already had this thing designed, and they and there's a version of it at Carbach in Texas, okay, in Houston, and um, and so we we added a few little things that would make it Russian River, and that was it. And they were so open to doing it and so exciting. And, and this uh, means you basically just run work through this hot back and then to whatever destination you want it to go back yeah, to. Which yeah, which could go okay. back or on and its the own way. vessel or to okay. the next vessel. Yeah, okay. yeah, which is really cool. So it allows us, so we could make whole cone Janet's brown ale. Wow. How so. big is, okay. is, is a hot That's back? That's when we we'll Right, so, so how many how many you know gallons of wort are in this thing at any given it, time? That, it, 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 it could be a couple hundred pounds of hops. Okay. Um, so on certain brews, we would maybe need to quickly dump the hops and, re- and then refill. recharge it if I we see. want. Um, it has all kinds of options. That's a which couple hundred pounds really of hops cool. is a lot. It's a bale. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's so. a large... Yeah, it's our couch at our house, as I said earlier. <laughs> now we're going to have no furniture. Great. <laughs> we're a little short. But those week. are aged hops at our house. Oh, okay. you know, Our house is cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be silly, JP. <laughs> they only put the aged hops so, in. So do you remember? Dumb. Do you remember our Janet's Brown Ale idea that we were going to have the Janet's Brown Ale <laughs> brew off? Yes. And, and this, this, this originated on the Brewing Network. And all these home brewers were going to 
brew their version, and then you and I, I think we're going to be the judge. Yeah, which and is probably a terrible one or two idea. Others. But yeah. actually, not. And then they they were going to put it up against Mike's Janice Brown Ale, and so to some degree, Mike was a little nervous because like, what if no. someone makes a better yes. Janice Brown Ale? Of course they yeah. will. But the flip side is, is like what if they didn't. Well, or just all these homebrewers are like, oh, my God. We get to I do get this. To, I might be the guy. No matter yeah. what. And then we were going to brew, like, whatever at. And, and they don't, I think our hiccup was that we already make Janice Brown Ale on a commercial level, so oh. you don't want to rebrew it. Yeah. But anyways, we I We were going to do a, a whole homebrew competition based around this. No, Janice yeah, Brown yeah. Ale. No, it's going to be, it's gonna be like cool but horrible at the same time. But Tasty's fragile ego. Yeah, yeah I, I think I was the one that spooked me. If I really wanted to do it. And Vinny was all about it. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I'm still all about it. I was putting this. in the brakes on, and, and he was. Yeah. Well, the other thing was logistics, but listen, with the new brewery and everything, because just even space to judge and where are we going to take all these homebrew Oh, that's uh, not entries, a problem anymore. Yeah, right? So that. now space. we can. Yeah. I think we were even talking about, if I remember right, and maybe the Australians, the drunk of the week, can remember this yeah. five years ago, <laughs> that we were going to do, like, you know, like regionals, and they was going to get down to, like, 12 brews. And it was going to yes. be us. So like March and, Madness? And, yes, and exactly. I, and you know at the GABF how you're not you're like not allowed to judge your own category? Yeah. I actually want Tasty to be yeah. on the judging <laughs> yeah. to yeah. see if he can even pick his own beer. This was yeah. the exception. So I could yeah. buy it. Could have a buy yeah. Yeah. This was the other problem is that is how into it we were getting with the brackets and everything else. And, and I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this, Vinny. This is, gonna be well, I mean, this is before you had the hop grenade. True. You have people now. No, yeah. I taste a lot of Janice Couple. Brown Hills. I, I go to like the National Brewers conference and there'd be like four or five guys that have a janice brown ale being poured at club night yeah and i go by and like i swear summer is good or better than mine so i expect i would get beat yeah sure could happen but i want to play that game but then you should be proud you know teacher becomes student you know this is what isn't it metallica the slave becomes the master yeah yeah, they're a little more hardcore about it i'm more about blaming judges intense yeah very intense that's what i'm saying well we used to play we used to play rock and roll to our barrel age beers did you no to get them to, uh, you know, do what they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tasty, did I hear you're going to make Janet's Brown for Spring Fest or yeah, something? Yeah, she'll be pouring at uh, Spring Fest. It's all good to go. It's ready to go. Right. You're back. You made it. Right there. Oh, this That's is it. it right there. Okay. Oh, it tastes like it's Janet's ready to Brown. Go. It's yeah. good. Okay. I thought this was just some hack home brewer. <laughs> I've just like made people think I'm a bigger dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's all marketing. It's all That's marketing. You know, uh, you know, I haven't. We haven't made Janet's at uh, Russian River for a couple years. Yeah. This is a, a little softer and a little rounder. This is a six point six percent. We make a seven six or <sighs> seven oh, nine beer. We make the the brute <laughs> the imperial version. version. The imperial well, version. That, when we when you asked me to do the collab, I mean the uh, uh, program with you. Yeah. Uh, that's the beer I just won with in the in the specialty beer category as an imperial American brown. My standard Janice Brown is is basically an IPA, but uh, yeah, but brown. with some color. Brown. Yeah. And I and I remember also that first time we met, he um, poured me like this Pliny Light homebrew. It was spectacular, really. And I think it was Pilsner malt and yeah, fourteen percent Pilsner. And then like some, I don't know if it was two or some Rar, English yeah. malt. Yeah. yeah, it was incredible. That was yeah. back but when Tasty homebrewed and like brought oh, beer into the, the show. We talked about it. See, he doesn't yeah. do that anymore. He doesn't homebrew anymore. I do joke he that it's all, that it's all marketing, but he backs up his marketing <laughs> with great homebrew. Is <laughs> what happens. That's why the yeah. marketing yeah. works. Maybe. Yeah. This is really good. And he's a great homebrewer with great marketing. I mean, who else has his own logo? 
logo. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's cool. <laughs> He's the guy. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> I got a couple questions from the chat. Uh, some that we've talked about before. Some that we haven't. Here's a new one, Vinny. Uh, Mike wants me to What's ask. What's your shoe size? I want to make Vinny, custom shoes for you. Ask Vinny about the domain <laughs> Britannomyces.com. He says 14 oh. years and nothing there. <laughs> you want it? You want it? And wow. by the way, I am the king of domains that I never do anything <laughs> with. I have so many. <laughs> like we have, I've had Terrence the Black for 10 no, years. No, you have not. Yes, I, still have, I just paid to renew it. Smart. <laughs> One of our characters, Terrence the Black, I've never Smart. put anything on it. And we were going to take photos of Terrence <laughs> yes. and post it was like a Tumblr page of yeah. just photos I, of Terrence. Do you have access it. to the internet or should I Google does Britannomyces.com go to Let me look. I'll click Sonoma it right Pride? Now. It used to go to Sonoma Pride. <laughs> All it does is tell me my IP address. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what happens right now when so I So the Russians that. have it is what you're yeah, saying. I think it's but we're uh, a Russian river so it's okay. There you go. Wow. The Russians have it. Yeah. See that? So one of our one of our employees. Um, so we did the Sonoma Pride fundraiser for the yeah. fires, and one of our employees, Jacob, who's our lead brewer at the pub, he's an amazing brewer, and um, he he put on this comedy event, and uh, Joel McHale was supposed to show up. Okay, and Joel fell ill, Ooh. so his brother lives in Sonoma County and got up and did this great. Funny enough, huh? like oh my god, really? he's a priest, so we had oh. this little schmock on. Really? Wow, and, and he was talking about the Russians. And he was like Russian River and the Russians, yeah. and, and he was making these great jokes about like Trump and, and these like and the Trumps was like, oh Trump my leaders. god, the Russians, and, yeah, and, and you guys meddling. And, and, yeah, the joke was that you know we invited Trump to the show to the comedy show, but he said no because I heard the Russians are going to be there, and he said no, it's Russian River, it's I a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, but yeah, I I bought Britannomyces dot com yeah. like over a decade ago. We yeah. bought it, and it was like. What winery is going to buy Britannomyces stock? No, <laughs> We're in the middle of wine country. Nobody's going to buy it. Yeah. And it was available. And for a while, Sonoma Pride, which was originally Brett, two Brett finished beers, and then we repurposed the brand for our fundraiser for the fires. And so Sonoma Pride, at one point, did drive to Britannomyces did drive to Sonoma Pride, but I think we broke the link once. The okay. Once the fundraiser, ha- mm. fundraiser happened, this probably actually was probably 10 years ago. And right. It probably was broken. So. Well, maybe one of these days when you have nothing to do, you mm. could still right. put something on. At least put the stuff. side is under fermentation. Or yeah. 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 Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay. And then here's one we probably covered, but you know, it never hurts to ask again and get a little tip uh, from Vinny, but... Um, Chat friend is his name. Uh, wants to know if you have any favorite dry hopping techniques that you'd like to share. It was really guest four nine five, but I thought chat friend chat was a better friend. name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know this is always a good question to ask, Vinny. You know, dry hopping. Yeah. God, it's <laughs> just anything new that comes to your head. Maybe if you've changed anything in the last couple years. I think I new know. would be not doing it. Yeah. Is there one best method, or, or, or can you know, you, describe you know what, the best you know two? what, I'm gonna. It's this is not a new method. I'm just gonna say that in this day and age of, and you can do the math, three to five pounds of dry hops per barrel, so barrel being Mm -hmm. 31 gallons, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more diacetyl in dry hop beers because there's enzymes and sugar in hops. Okay. And so if you dry hop, like a New England-style IPA, we were going to try happy hops, but... Tasty drank it all. Drank the last yeah. glass. So he literally had a glass here, and I said, "Oh, we're going to taste that." And then, 
You looked up. And it was like, oh, there's like a That's spit left. We were just kidding, like we would share that. Yeah. And, we, and then everybody and, drank and, it out there. Ran out, which yeah. is cool because Happy Hops is our clear version of a New England style IPA. Like, I love the aroma of New England IPAs. I'm not a big fan of the huge yeast like flavor and that mm-hmm. makes you he- heavy. I have no problem with anyone drinking New England or brewing because I remember when we made. Our double IPA blind pig, yeah, pretty and, fucking quality. <laughs> and the and the same things that people are saying now uh, about New England style IPAs, like how can they put or do this or do that? Yeah, it's like this is the same things they said about me when I brewed right our our uh, inaugural ale and anniversary beer at Blind Pig. So you remember all the bitching, and, about, and yeah. yeah, and it was like you know what though the craft beer industry wouldn't be where it is without all this, right? But what well, I, why do you say it's your version of a New England IPA? But clear, what cause, attributes cause does it? Because it's, it's got. I mean, I re- tasty said it was before we went on, but tasty sat down and we were Smell about, from like and I was like, the room, I'm like okay. arms length. I was like. Do you have happy hops? Got it. We we literally <laughs> wanted smell to, my beer. We wanted to make a, a hazy. A, I fact, it's funny. We were you briefly mentioned, or I heard Sean O'Sullivan earlier mention whether it was on the air or out there with a, a guest. And Natalie made the comment online on our Facebook or yeah. whatever it was. It was like, yeah, it's our it's our clear hazy idea. Okay. Yeah. And and Sean was like, yeah, no shit, dumb shit. Like, you know, like yeah, yeah. he did make some smart ass remarks. You know what it's right. weird. weird, but it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it was like clear as the You know, hazy. I just wanted to prove that you can make a beer that's as aromatic and hoppy. Flavorful. And again, and flavor. I have no problem with hazy beers. We make a beer called Tempo Change that's a hazy beer. We have a new um, all-centennial hazy beer that we're coming out with, CFJ90. Nice. And um, But but I, we, we kind of wanted to take a beer that and, and create it. And so, so, but the problem is when you add this much dry hops is yeah. that you're adding a ton of sugar from the hops. <laughs> and there's enzymes in the hops okay. that cause a secondary fermentation. And if you don't let your dry hop sit long enough, you pick up diacetyl, just yeah. like a regular fermentation. If you don't, um, so you need a diacetyl sit, rest. You need a diacetyl rest for After your dry, the dry hop. Yeah, you know you're I adding. Never would have thought of you that. know you're adding too much hops if you need a diacetyl rest <laughs> after your dry hop. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Which I think is cool. Yeah, it needs yeah. to rest twice. <laughs> I never would have thought about the sugar. Where yeah. is yeah. the sugar coming from? It's in the hops. It just is actually yeah. in organic the, compounds. And, the, and there's okay. enzymes, and certain hops have more sugar than others. Okay. And and this is really early on. And the great thing was, um, you read Jason Perkins. On from Allegash, yeah, yeah, he's he's a smart, yeah, young man, great guy, <laughs> and um, he's one of my favorite people in the beer industry. And if there's like in our fridge all the time is Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, Mine equally too. in our fridge all the time is Allegash White, nice of yeah. American beers. I love beer. Allegash White, yeah. And um, anyways, Jason calls me a couple years ago and he goes. Like, have you ever gotten secondary fermentation after dry hop? I'm like, yeah, all the time. It's, like, been happening for a long time. Yeah. Anyway, so then he ended up doing a presentation at the Craft Brewers Conference last year, and he put this graph up, and it showed uh, how much fermentation they do bottle condition. It was, like, 99%. Yeah. And then they did a different slide, and it was these are pie charts. It was how much beer they do dry hopped and non-dry hopped. Then it's 99% non-dry hopped. Okay. And 1%. It was like a very small sliver. Yeah. And and then he goes, why the fuck would you have a guy up presenting that's bottle condition, but 
is doing a dry hop presentation. Yeah. And it was all about <laughs> what, what's called hop creep. Okay. And hop creep is, is a term now in the industry where you have this fermentation that continues on, and it's through dry hopping. Wow. And, that means and so, it changes the pH as well. It, it probably is. Uh, actually, pH rising, if you add, again, I'm, I'm speaking in, in barrels, if you dry hop more than 0.5 to 0.6 pounds per barrel mm-hmm. dry hop, so that's, let's just say, half a pound per barrel per 31 gallons of beer, your pH will rise. Okay. And you can even take a bottle of Budweiser and start dropping hops in. And see it And happen. at some point, your pH will rise. That's wow. an incredible phenomenon. Okay. And so, and so oftentimes you drink dry hop beer and it's I, we, we call it flabby it's like when you drink a wine 4.4 and, and a pH, pH yeah, and yeah. the pH is rising yeah. and so there's a great term in the wine industry flabby or clumsy yeah and it means that your pH you, you don't have enough high you don't have high enough acidity in your wine okay and so you need that acidity to have that snappy finish and that thirst quenching finish and pH rises when you dry hop. I see. And, and Maybe that's so, my problem. I don't have enough acidity. I'm very flabby and very clumsy. <laughs> in general. Yeah. You're not even talking about your beer. No, 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 no. no. Just like yeah. personally and like physically, yeah. even metaphysically possibly. Drink I don't know. more beatification. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to try. Yeah. you got to raise yeah. up pH. Lower the pH. Lower the pH. So yeah. anyway, so dry hopping. You, you may never know. You, there's, there's this diacetyl thing going on, and so you need to lengthen your dry hop. Okay. If you are going to add that huge quantity, like yeah. the hazy IPA brewers are doing, okay. Would you yeah. recommend, recommend dry hopping earlier, like when you're not at terminal? That way you can have you, some fermentation going you on. You can, but. yeah, you can do that. Okay. And there's there's said that there's some biotransformation that certain well, hops have. Well, that's when you dry up Rick really early. Yeah, like when two or like three days. Half, yeah, halfway yeah, half, to terminal. Half, yeah, but if you're like ten percent to terminal, that would be a good time to. For, that would help. Good dry hop for a clear. Yeah. Clean beer. Yeah, that would certainly help. Yeah. And, you know, these are things we're still experimenting with because we have a good friend, Patty Aaron. She's a hop uh, chemist. Um, she's She's got like a degree in hops. Right? Uh, a yeah. real chemist. Yeah, she's yeah. a doctor. Degree in hops? Hop. I like that. Doctor person. of hops. Yeah. Cool. And um, to hang with her. And so you you bring this up with her, and she's like the classic answer. Like, well, you know, we know all these things, but yeah, we're still doing research. But she's true. It's true, though, what she says. Like, there's still like so much unknown information. And <laughs> right. no one would have thought when like I was doing two pounds per barrel at Blind Pig, and that was a lot. <laughs> you were like in the edge, yeah. And now, yeah. like, four, four yeah. pounds is kind of normal for okay. So, anyways, that was a roundabout way of saying i just wanted to bring something up that yeah. I bet most homebrewers haven't thought about on the diacetyl thing yeah. and knowing about the enzymes and the sugars and there's going to be so much more to be laid out on this topic in the next handful of years as we're finally documenting some of this stuff and yeah. learning you know uh, from these new techniques yeah. i've probably speaking of hop off flavors i, I probably told this story with you on the air before but <laughs> you me and matt went on a, a little excursion once i remember that in fort collins and boulder in boulder yep. and i was a little younger then and more willing to put i'm still always willing to put my foot in my mouth but but, the, but then i didn't care what i said and, and we had we had gone back to the tasting room of the the brewer who was our host yep. and we tasted an ipa and i just say whatever i'm thinking all the time and anyway he gave me this you know ipa that just tasted really plasticky and i remember asking i just was like hey what's that you know you guys were talking about the beer and i was like yeah what's that like plastic flavor that we're tasting <laughs> and uh you know and you the, the brewer just looked at me like i'm an asshole <laughs> uh which i was but you very kindly saved you huh? and and 
passively answered me like, ah, well, sometimes when the hops are a little young or the beer's a little young, you're going to get that flavor. And then let it, like, pass. Like, But you were very, you were kind to me to let me, like, just not be an asshole he was your asking an yeah. asshole yeah. question. Yeah. He, he, he filled um, up the dead air. Do you he remember that? I, you know, I could have... I could have finished your answer right there, and you could have, like, seriously, because I, I, I used to say, like, young hoppy beers at that time, you would get this really phenolic quality, yeah. this plasticky quality. And I totally remember. I bring it up now because I like talking about embarrassing stories for myself, but also because it still happens. I still taste it in beers all the time now, and I think it's just something that was worth mentioning as, you know, we can keep asking for new techniques and new ways to do it, but some of these old things still haven't gone away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember very clearly tasting this flavor in an otherwise great brewery, by the way. Sure. <laughs> but this yeah. particular We beer, won't say which brewery. <laughs> yeah, I just, I want to leave it... Foot and mouth once is enough. Yeah. Um, well, Coors Banquet can get that sometimes, and it's fine. <laughs> right. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You just work through it. Yeah, because yeah. they dry hop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Very young yeah. beers yeah. like Coors Banquet <laughs> get that flavor, man. But sometimes before brewers are asking for the next big thing and the next new technique, you know, there's still a lot to learn about what we've already been doing for like quite some classic time. Lagering. <laughs> like classic lagering. Or like classic lagering. Thank you is, very much for that Which segue. is great to, yeah. to, to be drinking STF. So STS Pils. Now, this was not your first Pilsner, but the one when you came back from Germany, you decided we have to make a Pilsner like this after this trip you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Vinny was incredibly inspired by Sean Rom, Rom and, uh, and many of the other German pills. And then, of course, um, I'd say that... Um, Pivo. Pivo. Pivo is well, hands down one of the best. Still to this day. Yeah. American made The worst pills. thing about Pivo huh. is it's really hard to find in Sonoma County. Okay, really? It's such a beautiful So we have to beer. go visit Matt. To get it. Yeah, <laughs> get I love it. that beer, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, this is akin to that. So it's is. do you, do you consider this on the hoppier side yes. of a Pilsner? You yeah. do. It's 50 BUs. Okay. We measure it. Yeah. You know, 49.8 if okay. you want to be exact. And not um, you, did you run this through the centrifuge? It's not. It's it's it would be traditionally called a Keller yeah. pill, so okay. it's unfiltered, truly unfiltered, no fining agents, oh, no cool. nothing. And and I like it that way because yeah. the yeast gives your mouth feel and mm-hmm. texture, but the water chemistry is also a little more aggressive than you would on a traditional pilsner. When we when we came back from Schoenraum, I said I'm going to make a traditional German pills, but it still have to. It still has to has a have a Russian River edge to sure. it, which means it's going to be on the hoppy side. We're going to dry hop it, and you know it's one of my favorite things about um, Pivo. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and I don't know if you ever did. You ever try Stebo? No, the Our STS and Pivo Love Child. Oh, maybe that I did have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at a, at a yeah. festival. Yeah. And the cool, it sounds yeah, familiar. And the cool, the cool thing about the the Pilsner thing is that I've always been a closet Pilsner fan. <laughs> I'm out of the closet now that I'm on the Brewing Network. Yeah. Welcome, congrats. Yeah. Yeah. It's where most people do it. Yeah. It's fine. But but we when Natalie and I went to Italy in 2000 something or other, we met an. Italian brewer named Agostino. Yes. From Birrificio Italiano. Yeah. You great can often guy. find him at the Firestone Walker Festival. Yeah, every we've year. interviewed him. He's Signing chests. Yeah. He signed breast in the middle of his interview with sounds us. Like yeah. Sounds like Ago. Sounds like Ago. He was like the third craft brewer in Italy in 1994 or something. He's, he literally is a wow. pioneer. And, wow. he, and he did it making wow. Pilsner. And so we became friends based on a beer that he made. He makes called Florette, which has 
uh, couple different kinds of flowers, and and elderberry and juice, oh, geez. And pep, black and pepper, honey. and Spice honey, beer. and it really beautiful beer and super delicate and light. And we brewed, and so we we became friends in Italy over like two days at um, at Solano de Gusto, a big slow food event. Yeah, and. So we invited him to come brew with us, and we would go brew with him. Nice. We still haven't gone brewed with him, oh. which we feel <laughs> terrible about. But he came out, and we brewed um, Florette with him. And then since then, we've redone his recipe in a beer called She's So Italian. Okay. We're going <laughs> to brew again pretty quick. Anyway, so he and I drove down to the Craft Brewers Conference, and we stopped at some of my favorite breweries along the way, including Firestone. Yeah. So he and Matt become friends after this. Matt... Matt's inspiration for Pivo was from the uh, the uh, I'm spacing on Tipo? his Tipo, Tipo Pills. Tipo, yeah, that's right, right. Tipo right. Pills. I just read that. Actually. And then and then Matt brews Pivo, and then we get inspired not only by some German Pilsners, especially Schoenraum. But also Pivo. So it's like this full circle. Yeah. Of Bill's that's coming but that's around. the great part you know. about the craft beer scene, whether it's just in America or obviously not just in America, yeah. that you guys are feeding off of each other and finding things that you like. I mean, even my yeah. tap room, you know, I sort of built on uh, after visiting tap rooms that I loved over years. Yeah. I've told uh, Chris at, at Falling Rock that I straight stole a bunch of things from his tap room. And he looked at me and was like, hey, man, so did I when I built mine. I went to all my favorite. <laughs> Favorite tap rooms, and I put that into mine. Yeah, best uh, of breed, yeah. And the beer's kind of the same, right? Like you go around, you taste beers that you yeah. love, and then you yeah. you incorporate it into yours. I'm thinking Italy for uh, STS and people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this beer is wonderful, and I think I heard you say earlier in the show that it will be a new uh, packaged product, a bottle product uh, coming out of the new place. Yeah, we bottle it. A little bit now. Okay. But so it's, it's only available at the pub now. Yeah. Okay. It's actually available right now. Yeah. Um, but we do plan to bottle it and distribute more of it Full once time. we get the new brewery open. Like okay. I, you know how everything's like, I mean, I again, I you got to preface it with I have no problem with hazy IPAs or anything. Because yeah. brewers are either on it or you're not. Yeah. Like, to me, I don't have a problem with it. But um, like, I hope our new brewery, we're making like tons of of STS. Me okay. too. In our open top fermenters. And <laughs> yeah. God. Like the world, and a great brewer said to me, the world needs more great Pilsners. Yeah. No it's matter. a great time for the style. So, yeah, don't you think that's kind of, even though hazy IPAs are so popular, don't you think beer. that lagers yeah. are becoming very popular and, too? And, 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 yeah. and a Pilsner, a well-made Pilsner is every bit as hoppy yeah. as an IPA. It's it's different. Right. There are different hops. And, and the cool thing about STS is the main hop is a French Pop called Aramis. Okay, and and it was bred originally to be a replacement for saws for Anheuser Busch. Oh, no, and, wow. then, and then AB put the kibosh on it, and our friend Val Peacock, who's a hop chemist scientist was left with his French hop grower friends, and they're like, well, you told us to plant it, now sell it. Yeah. It's all craft brewers using Aramis now, and it's a beautiful hop that was bred from Strisselspalt, which is another French hop. And uh, I love the French. And it's, it's beautiful. Well, you're going to be there You're soon. saving that hop like you saved Simcoe, huh? I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, how much of that is, how much is consumed in the U.S.? Any other U.S. brewers using Aramis? It? Yeah. You know who's using a lot of it is... Um, uh, Deals Pale Ale, so uh, Oscar, Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. Their Pilsner is 100. percent Okay, uh, oh. it's a little bit. It's more mild, but yeah. they're still using a lot oh, of it. Okay. Making so, but, so there's a lot of breweries using it. But oh. that was all. That was all Val, um, who's like the ultimate hop guru chemist. Just like kept it alive and sold it. Yeah, and then and now they're adding more 
uh, they're adding more acres. Well, hectares. Tasty, if you're going to go back to France and, and brew this beer, yeah. now now this brewery Outland, it's a friend yeah. of ours. Uh, they're they're into American style beers being made and sold in France. Yeah. I feel like you should throw them a curve and yeah. bring this French, French hop. hop back into it and give them some proud <laughs> French. Uh, want to make beer with their own shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Just exactly. Done. Yeah. Yeah. We should get Francis involved, too. From the So the cool thing about the Alsace hop growing region is it's a co-op between all the growers. Okay. And so the there's a cooperative that we deal with that, I mean, we buy the hops through an American broker, but they come through this this co-op that right. Francis uh, runs. And um, it's cool. I mean, you yeah. know, it's how it should be. It is how it should be. Yeah. And the other now- cool thing is that it's in Alsace, and it's a wonderful... Wine growing region. <laughs> okay. When you two love wine uh, as do. much yeah. as you love beer, I yeah. would think. Yeah. So I can't wait to visit. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like I should let you two go. Um, we got a couple things to finish if you just want to hang out for a couple minutes because we got to end our Twitter game. Are you firing them or firing you're, them. you're letting them go <laughs> yeah. out of the studio? Well, it's more of a layoff. Okay. Uh, meaning right. I will have them back again. Oh, got it. Uh, okay. <laughs> their contract has been fulfilled. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. What That's, else do you have left to do after? Well, we just have to pay some. Sponsors, uh, really quick. Yeah, um, wrong with that. Oh, I have a question. When will you do glitter beer? Because that's the new thing, and I know you need yeah. to be on trend, right? That's your thing. You guys are always ahead of the curve. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Yeah. But, uh, glitter beer is a thing. Yeah. It is a thing. I've seen it. I never. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you. As, as a, as a, I'm a direct communicator. Yeah. yeah. As a Pilsner it. fan, I'm, I'm, I'm sad Warren's not here to talk about Pilsners and all this kind of stuff because that's all we've been preaching for like a two years. I gave up more Pilsners, in please. kindergarten. Yeah, I know, right? More if Pilsner. You would, if you more would like Pilsner. to consult Vinny about how to give a formal presentation about glitter beer to Natalie, then maybe you could. I, I can definitely, well, we, you, I helped you with your presentation at yeah. NHC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can definitely help Vinny. I for sure. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mixed media, it'd be great. Yes. <laughs> Do you have more questions from the chat? Or? No, none. Just, okay. Yeah, my computer died, so there might be questions in the chat, but I can't get on my phone, so okay. y'all, uh, y'all out. I think we're good. But uh, Brewers Publications, the publishing division of the Brewers Association, with nearly 50 titles in print and digital format, uh, they've got a beer to fit almost any need, whether you're a craft brewer, home brewer, or aspiring brewer. Visit BrewersPublications.com and browse the titles on brewing science, the business of beer, beer history, and more. And, um, yeah, I have you know at least flipped the pages of almost all their books, and so uh, they do a good job. Go to BrewersPublications.com uh, and check it out. The Brewers Association, by the way, boy, have they grown up just like the rest of this industry. And I work with them a lot now on all the award streaming. We're going to go to the Craft Brewers Conference and uh, uh, stream the World Beer Cup. Jealous. But, I don't know, it's one of those, like we were talking about being proud to sort of grow up with each other. When I work with the Brewers Association, and I'm sure that, I hope they feel the same way about me. Now, as opposed to how I used to, I'm like, wow, look at these guys. They they really know what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah, that big, like thing they do before GBF is like music and there's yeah. flashing lights. Right? Like, yeah. Well, who's producing this? Got to get the ah. DJ Khalid, I think, is really who's producing the... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a whole thing. Yeah. We're working on this year uh, during our broadcast and on the scene at the at the World Beer Cup. Uh, all of these breweries who um, who either don't get to go to the awards themselves or, or at least their whole staff doesn't get to, they all have these kind of viewer parties now. Okay. Well, we're going to try to stream the viewer parties into the hall uh-huh. at the World Beer Cup cool. so oh. that we can just kind of flash some of these parties happening a- across cool. the country. You know what? I really enjoyed that during the Olympics when the men's 
curling won gold, and they were showing the live viewing parties back at home, right? Yeah, yeah. What, the curling teams, yes. the clubs. That was really fun. Yeah, Which was, so I, I love that you're. We're kind of, trying to do the a similar of thing. The curling Which wasn't teams. at like yes. four or five yes. in the morning, and then I was yeah. I was like, but everyone has a beer. Pretty sure that's after hours. What's going on over there, and why can't I be there? Well, have you ever been to New Glarus though? No, you can drink anytime you want in New Glarus. I, I do right. want to go, Wisconsin, man. That'd know. be great. I can't remember the last time I was up at 4 a.m. without a beer in my hand, to be quite honest with you. So, uh, you know what? If you build a brewery from scratch, you'll be up every morning at 4 a.m. without a beer. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I don't want to do that. No. I leave that to you guys. Um, all right, let me do one more read, and then we got to do our Twitter game, too. All but, right. Um, Adam and Eve. You oh, know, my been a sponsor goodness. of ours. Speaking uh, of glitter. You guys familiar with Adam and Eve, you two? I'm sure you are. Yeah. It, Natalie, no. <laughs> Never. Don't, don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that, well, they're determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom. Check it out. Go to adamandeve.com. You get 50% off almost any item when you enter coupon code BNARMY at checkout. Um, but also, you're going to get a free Big O kit, which is oh. like a Climax gel, a mini vibrator. Um <laughs> Oh, that's it. The Climax Gel and the Mini Vibrator. Yeah. What else do you need? Yeah, I right? think if you, I think if you <laughs> act, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know what yeah. else you need. <laughs> I think if you hurry up and act now, you can you can watch it come in underneath the Golden Gate Bridge on a boat. Give you the boat now. Yeah, that's right. Honey, it's almost here. It's, uh, I'll be better in the bedroom, I you promise. You know what, though? We use the vibrator. You use the vibrator to do concrete. To rouse. Well, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, to get it out. But it's true. But yeah. no gel. Yeah. yeah. No gel. And, Same and concept, different outcome. We right. will. I will introduce. Um, vibrating dry hop concept. I love sure. this. Yeah. No? That's why my wife asked me to put a industrial dryer <laughs> in the uh, in our, our house. She did, yeah. yeah. One that vibrates more than the average. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you don't have to spend that much money. You can go to adamandeve.com <laughs> and use coupon code BNARMY. Plus, you're going to get uh, free shipping, uh, one item at 50% off, um, and What's yeah. That? Uh, All that stuff. AdamandEve.com, coupon code B-N-A-R-M-Y. B-N-A-R-M-Y. That might be one of the better long-term investments that we have on the show. <laughs> the Adam and Eve sponsorship? Yeah. Yeah. They've been with us for a while. I mean... They've dropped... You know, we have several shows on the network. Yeah. Some shows don't perform as well. <laughs> Just the like Session me. has always performed really yeah. well. Right. We're gold here. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say who doesn't, Jamil, perform as well um, on their shows. Uh-huh. But uh, we've, we've done really well. well you know like what? If you... He started performing better. They brought him back. Oh, oh. They, okay, good. They did. <laughs> you know what you need in here? I just looked up. Uh-oh. You need a big-ass fan in here. Bigger than that little-ass fan? <laughs> you need... too small. Yeah. Do you know big-ass fan? <laughs> yeah, I know that. Oh, you, oh, we're talking about the brand? No. Yeah. No. Oh, the, it's in, like, any reputable brewery has a big-ass fan. It's like a okay. big-ass, slow-moving fan. Will it yeah. fit in here? Uh, they have small ones. They I want to get them to sponsor us fan. right now. I was going to say that. Like... I bet they'd be a sponsor if yeah. you That would be cool. I looked up, and you're like, this is a cheesy-ass It's the We were like, you need a big-ass fan. It's really the smallest fan on Earth. Yeah. It's really fast. Yeah. But it's quiet. It's fast. Yeah, but it is quiet. It's very yeah. quiet. I honestly think it, it needs to be reversed, because when there's no AC, yeah. you can't tell if the fan's on or off. True. <laughs> it needs to suck and not blow, is what I you're saying? So. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to switch from suck to blow. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Spaceballs. Well, Spaceballs space yeah. for you. Oh, I know. All right. My fave. Thank you. Your One fave. of my faves. Your fave? One of my faves. Wow, look at you. All right, what was our Twitter game today? Uh, our Twitter game was uh, hazy beer, glitter beer. What's next? Okay. How are we going to destroy beer now? Hang on. I need to 
take notes. How did we do? Okay. There's only uh, four really good ones because okay. everyone, you know, wasn't very good. Uh, Jesse Newcomer says, the world of vaping will collide with craft beer and the hipsters will now be vaping massive clouds of their favorite pastry stout or N-E-I-P-A. Okay, vape beer. Yeah. I like it. You know, in through the mouth, out through the belly button. Right, can I, have a, I have a question. What's, yeah. what's the pastry beer thing again? I don't know. I think it's like v- vanilla and mm. sugar, and I, I don't know. That's yeah. what I thought. I've heard the term before. I heard I heard brute beer earlier. Today. Or I think it's like... Oh, really? I think it's, br- oh, that sounds awful. Like hyper, the, it's hyper-fermented, attenuated. Like extra dry? That's the enzyme beer. And it's enzymes from... Someone's doing it in the Bay Area, apparently. I just okay, drink I champagne, it, dude. So the kitchen, dude. I had it wrong. I thought you were... T- when he said brute, I was thinking of the old-ass cologne. <laughs> Yeah, and I was got like, oh God, no! When that Natalie was talking about watching the ship come in, did you think Old Spice too? You <laughs> walnut? Yeah, I'm getting really old, JP. <laughs> walnut head. God. Uh, okay, but dry. I love you. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Google brute beer, and you'll find all about what. what it's a, that's to. a whole thing. Oh, I, too. I, I think you. pastry stout is like the super sweet, cloying. You know, imperial stouts that are like heavy spice. Be- in okay. bur- yeah, all the things, yeah. man. Okay. Cookie spice. Thing. All right. Uh, Andrew Boozer says uh, sparkling urinal cakes. Okay. That's going to be one. Yeah. Uh, Bare I'll Knuckles Brew says a purple beer made with butterfly pea powder. Okay. P-E-A, not P-E-E, which is where I went to immediately. He says, uh, look it up. It's a real thing. Really? Yeah. And okay. says the hipsters are trying to control the world. Take cover with your loggers. Yeah. Butterfly pea powder. Okay. Hmm. Although purple beer. It's too long to write. I'll just keep purple beer. Just put pee, pee powder. <laughs> yeah. Be fine. All right. Uh, Ryan Turner says virtual beer. Wait online to check in all those fake whales with your imaginary friends. <laughs> That's already a thing. It is already uh, a thing. Virtual Oh, wow. This is going to be was, a tough choice now. Between... Remember that game? There was a virtual beer game. Yeah. It's like yeah, they were a sponsor for I know. a minute. Yeah. I think. What, was that real? What do you call this game? Is this a Twitter thing? <sighs> oh, this game. Yeah, it's our Twitter game. This yeah. is like the new um, drum. Game. It's a new drug. It's going to be gone in a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. They don't right. have nothing to do, so you're don't, right. don't say that. You know, just to note, usually we have much better uh, submissions than these. We do. We do. Yeah, our Twitter game is usually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's also based on the question. Posed, the questions you know. are a little more. It wasn't a bad question. No, no. I mean, it's how it resonates. Why is everyone I, knocking my Twitter game? Right? Nobody. I know, it's how, right? It's how it resonates guys, though with the. With they the, like, negged me. Sometimes did <laughs> we didn't. I, I didn't neg you. Asshole. You started out with they weren't that good. Okay, but we have two good answers here. That was it, right? You I got four. one. No, I got you one more. more but oh, you know, I had to okay. wait for you guys to be Leg done insulting you. me first. <laughs> okay, motherfucker. Uh, Joe Homebrewer TM. Yeah, says he uh, trademarked it. He so he says TM. I don't know. Yeah, but uh. trademarks different than R. That's true. True. Um, genetically modified yeast that are bioluminescent and glow in different colors. I said that in our example. But he put in different colors. <laughs> Is that so like the show? It's like a rave in a glass, <laughs> yes. I guess. Is it bad that colors. when he said it, I went, ooh. <laughs> Wow. I'm a salesman. I'm a pitch man. What do you? Not you. I, the, I, guy, I, the guy who said it. In different colors. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you gotta do the twist with a hand, too. I think the only two here that are in competition with each other are vape beer, mm-hmm. which uh, is fascinating, yeah. and virtual beer. I would agree with you. Because virtual beer is practically here now. The beer geeks sit around and they're like, oh my god, I have this whale, and they're lying. Yeah, talking to, uh, well, I won't name names, but certain people in the beer industry, they'll, they'll go, I, I got a new untapped rating that I haven't yeah. brewed that beer in two years. Right. Yeah. So I agree with you. There's right. a lot of that. So these are our two. Do we want to vote uh, by show I, of I'm, hands? I'm going vape all the way. Vape beer, vape beer. Because I think beer, that's funny. Vape beer. Va- I'm also, yeah, it's unanimous. There vape beer is our Twitter game winner tonight. There you uh, go. Yay. Um, yay, man. You're going to get a online. thing from Bevo that's a prize. You think? Yeah. It actually might be uh, worse than a prize. (laughs) All right. We are off next week, and uh, we've got our uh, big spring Bruce Festival this Saturday. Please go get your tickets to BrewingNetwork.com. Sure. Yeah. Everyone, I think. Yep. You've always poured at our fest. Nine years we're going on. Oh, nine years. That's awesome. So thank you for that support. You two, I appreciate it so much. I know you're so busy up there, and thanks for coming down to hang out with us. It's always a good time. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, it was absolutely great. we'll, uh, We'll come back after we build the brewery and we can stay the night and uh, have a little more fun. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Natalie has to DD tonight. Well, That's right. uh, next time either leave Vinny at home because we're fine with that. <laughs> okay. Or he's DD or stay the night. Whatever you yeah, want to do. It's right. up to you. Uh, he can make a presentation about coming down with you. Um, and and here's, how I think, yeah, here's how I think it would work, Which sweetheart. Is, he's like, please let me go again. I like hanging out with those guys. Uh, where's you, the ROI, Vinny? You've come a long way. <laughs> Through all this, Thank I'm just you. changing the subject. <laughs> yeah. You have your own bar now. You have an ABC license has in two, two bars. states. In two states, yes. Yeah. 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 That's more than we have. I'm semi-grown up. Yep. <laughs> so, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate cool. it. It has been fun to grow up together yeah. in this industry. Tremendous. Uh, we will keep having you on the program, yeah. both of you. And I can't wait till the till the place opens. Yes. Um, we're starting a new video series here soon, so I might bug you to come up and shoot some footage like construction. Yeah. And then I'll come do the open. We'll kind of wrap yep. it all up, but I'll bug you guys about that later. Cool. Love to show people the new project. Good. And then the, the brand new uh, Northern California brewing destination that is uh, Russian River Brewing Company. Yeah, absolutely. Again. Yeah. Again, exactly. Right. <laughs> absolutely. A destination we can all fit into. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. All right, you two. Thank you again. Yes, thank, thank you. you very much. I will say, if you're going to come to the uh, Spring Brews Fest, is why shouldn't you yeah. stop by the Flat Tail booth? Because Dave Malalavov and I yeah. did a, a sour beer blend oh, you did? Uh, based around a tiki drink. Uh, if you're familiar with tiki drinks, the Port Au Prince. Uh, we based a tiki drink off of that. It's called the Dawn. Okay. To be named after Don the Beachcomber, who started kind of the whole tiki wow, it's a whole revival story. in the 40s. Yeah, so check it out. Dave will be there. Uh, I won't be because I have more important things to do, uh, yeah. like sleep. But um, right. check it out and let me know what you think of it, because it might eventually be a bottle release. Really? We never, yeah, we never know. We'll, uh, we're, we're, it's a trial batch. Um, you know, with uh, with uh, good stuff in it. Boy, that day will do anything. He really will. All right, I will Sucker. try it. For, have you had it? No, I haven't had it yet. We did. We, You're not even going to come out to try it. No, he's going to bring me a, a growler on uh, Sunday. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make him come out to me. <laughs> I see. Oakley is the destination. I'm telling you, that's where everybody goes. That's where all the the ugly people with uh, I've heard. I know, read it on terrible lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oakley's hey, a place to go. It's the good crystal. What do you want? <laughs> all right. Uh, are we good? Yeah. 
Okay. We'll I had see to plug myself. I don't, as, Sorry, Tasty. As, I didn't mean to steal your spotlight. As, no, as you should. Five hours of Janet's Brown. <laughs> I had to get my I had to get my Johns in. It's I'm fine. So, you did well. Yeah, it's I'm all right. just making sure we'll I make covered everything. Time. I want to yell some more. <laughs> I'm tired. All right, we're off next week because we'll be recovering from Spring Brews. Get your tickets to BrewingNetwork.com. Go to, is it just uh, Russian River Brewing? Russian River Brewing. Russian River Brewing. Com. Com. Go check it out. You can uh, maybe track progress on all your social media oh, yeah. accounts. Yes, we have a uh, time-lapse camera that's live oh, cool. on our uh, website. That's so you can badass. watch it, take a picture every 10 minutes, and then nice. I do updates on social media on our Instagram, which is at Russian River Brewing Official. Okay. And we have a Facebook page, and we also have a YouTube account. So. There better, there better Ooh, been 80 Joyce put up today. <laughs> <laughs> or there'll be hell to pay. Are wow. you going to, like, um, combine all those all the snapshots into one video? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So uh, we'll do a, a giant time lapse at the end. But it's wow. it's really fun. You I, picture I, me walking into I the play place? with it and, and right, post of course. time lapse. Yeah, you that's know, cool. When things happen. So it's not, you know, all, a lot of times a long time goes by and you can't really no, see you got to edit some stuff out because there's internal yeah for sure that's cool, cool. i like that yeah. Yeah. can i thank you personally natalie for getting tech savvy savvy with with russian river because i remember talking to this <laughs> guy about it. he's like facebook i don't want the face i don't want the yeah. face oh, he still i don't want the that. face anything and finally natalie's like i'll take care of this yeah. i think we have to watch where we dig because i might hit an internet tube <laughs> so, we were, uh, we were yeah. a little late to the game and you know we're there i know there is another instagram russian river brewing page out there which is more of a fan page okay. but I, I probably we need to uh, acquire that at some point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, as long as they're being nice, it can't oh, yeah. be that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh. I don't want to be, you know, uncool. Or... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for doing all that so that we can follow along. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, all right, everybody. We're going to get out of here. JP's going to do the rest. And uh, like right. I said, off next week, but we'll see you in a couple weeks. Perfect. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Vinny and Natalie from Russian River Brewing fought traffic and crowds to be in studio with us. Keep up to date with the happenings up there at russianriverbrewing.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disneyland. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Warren is stuck over at another beardy. But JP fully understands that Twitter is dead and you should probably follow him on Instagram at Major Jip. And Bevo is hanging out on Instagram as well as Beverly Moore. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in my sky and wind.